With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Report to the chat 
early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. The lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts. You witness it composed off, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do if they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off, any so long. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Know The Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. I am about to check and see where my co-host at. One second, family. Welcome back. Welcome back. No further ado, call it from the tree, 47650. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes. Yes, you this are. This is your co-host, the brother Red Pill. And uh, I come in peace. How about it? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a difference a few days makes. Yes, sir. Boy, oh, boy. I must say. Seasons change. Seasons Well, keep the wheel spinning. Keeping this and then you already know the uh, first and foremost, most importantly, welcome back everyone to the program. You know what I'm saying, and salute to those who might <coughs> be your first time or you're coming back after a long time. We hope and we pray. Yeah, I said hope. We hope and we pray that uh. Everyone is coming back. And um Oh yeah, know. we may have some new guests tonight. If there's anybody on the line tonight from um from uh Middle State, Tennessee University. You know what I mean? I wanna say peace. And uh, welcome to there? know Where the now I'm in the town, bro. I'm I'm back in NY, you, you know. I got uh, successfully yeah. Came and got me. I got I got lifted out of there. Like um, was that Dark Zero Thirty? <laughs> came and got me. I mean, flew me out. Nah, but I'm back in the building. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to um everybody that was responsible for that event. First and foremost, um, Cash Cow Entertainment. Yeah, 
Um, cash cow. And the San, yeah, cash cow. And San Kofa movement. And yep. everybody else that was um, responsible, you know what I mean, Brother Joe and everybody that was responsible, you know what I'm saying, all the way down to my DJ for the night, you know what I mean. Shout out to the brother. He was the cash cow mascot. And, um, yeah, it was a beautiful event, B. Oh, man, it was a wonderful event. You know what I mean? It was very interesting, very, very interesting. Speak on it, God. You got a few minutes. I said, speak on it. You got a few minutes. Okay. Well, first and foremost, the name of the lecture was called The Illuminated Agenda 2013, um, borrowing from the title that we used in uh, 2012 when we did our presentation at the uh, Prince George Community College, The Illuminated Agenda 2012 with Brother Red Pill, Blue Pill, and A.A. Rashid. Legendary, you know what I mean? And on this time, this this time around, I had the pleasure of speaking to um, students at a college campus that not necessarily was all black. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it was very interesting because I've never done that before. Um, you know, it was it was it was tense too because the police, you know. Coincidentally, they showed up. You know, I, I don't think they got the phone call. And uh, they was in the building, so it was interesting when I was talking about the prison complex industry, talking about, you know, the real threat, one of the main real threats being the militias and the Ku Klux Klan, how, you know, they took their hoods off and put badges on, you know, the twitch. You know, I was starting to, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they were about to write my, you know, I was up there speaking my manifesto. I was up there speaking my manifesto, you know, golden heads like Destro. And um, it was interesting, bro. I'm telling you, like, it's a feeling that, you know, it was a beautiful feeling because, first and foremost, I, um, you know, started the the, uh, lecture off explaining what the Illuminated Agenda truly was. And that's basically, you know, me speaking to those who are illuminated, you know, the illuminated ones. And being that this is 2012 and our brothers and sisters that are on these college campuses, they necessarily don't receive up-to-date information because, you know, a lot of the lecturers don't pay attention to the, you know, that segment, the college students. A lot of us don't frequent the campuses. Say it again? I said no disrespect to none of them, of course. Not at all, but that will change. And, um... You know, they get a lot of that information from YouTube, those that are, you know, seeking the knowledge. And, uh, you know, I explained to them that we're going to be doing some um, unplugging of the Matrix tonight, being that I'm Brother Red Pill. You know what I mean? We're going to take the Red Pill. and Not only are we going to take the Red Pill, but we're going to unplug from the Matrix. Because remember, in the Matrix, he took the Red Pill and then he woke up. That, that's achieving consciousness. But he was still attached to the matrix. He still had those plugs in him. So the plugs had he had to be unattached and then he went into Zion. So it was interesting. You know, it was very interesting. I uh I'm thinking about doing that presentation in front of a green screen, you know what I mean, and, and making it a more extended version of what it is. Because I went for four and a half you know me. I'm long winded it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I went for four and a half hours. Oof. 
Yeah, like don't book me. Yeah, no nobody book me on the bill with nobody. Like if this nigga open up, make sure it's like Beyonce or Alicia Keys or just sing the national anthem and let me rip it. Like let me just go do what I do because it's hard, you know, squeezing in a, a four or five hour lecture, and uh, I'm long winded. So um, you know, I didn't even realize I was going that long. You know what I mean? And this area. Being that they were Caucasian people paying attention, it was because we were in an area that wasn't closed off to the public. So different students were. It was all. It was in a cafe. So as they came in, they were exposed to the truth. Now the power in that is this: if you can stand on your square, and the energy that they send, if you could, you know, eat that like a, a Scooby snack and turn that into more passion and energy to direct the truth, you know, to to channel the truth out of you the results are monumental because, you know, the seeds were being planted, bro. Right. You could crystallize your intent. Yeah. And it's a power. It's a power. And the torch. Yeah, it's a power to doing this, to um, presenting this information, you know, and you're not behind closed doors because let me tell you what happens when you're behind closed doors, and it takes me back to the post that I put on Facebook the other day. When we are conducting lectures and conversations, we are actually, what we are doing is participating in what Phil Valentine called the dark matter think tank, okay? Because if everybody in the room is conscious and we all, you know, building and sharing information, we're doing the proverbial preaching to the choir, okay? Right, Not to take right. away the gatherings that we do have and the success of the gatherings, but we are preaching to the choir because we're really not challenging you know, really not challenging the group consciousness of those who we deem asleep because they don't even get to hear it. They don't. They don't even see the demonstration. They're not, not, they're not privy. Like. They're not privy, and they and, and the only way that they're privy is if they make a choice, a conscious decision that they make to pop the DVD in or to turn the knob on the door and walk into the room or whatever it is. They have to. They have to agree. You know what I'm saying? To pay attention right. to the information. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a public area. Okay, when you're somewhere where you have a crowd and people are always attracted to the crowd and what's going on with the crowd, and you have, you know, I was hooked up, mic'd up, and everything, so everything that I was saying was being, you know, it was being heard, every single word, and they were able to look and look at the screen and see, because, you know, I went very hard on the images, so they were able to see the screen. And I was talking about basic things at first. Monsanto, I, I broke down the leading cause of um, death amongst our people, you know what I mean, amongst um, quote-unquote black Americans. And the number one, two, three, four, and five reason is health-related. Oh, yes, indeed. Shout-out to Minister Inky. Legend. And they was was, was talking about Inky, too. Yeah. You know? The legend, brother. They know about you like hype beast. No, about you. I know about you. You know, so heart disease is number one, cancer is number two, strokes are number three, diabetes are number four, unintentional injuries such as, you know, um, highway accidents and things of that nature. You know, kidney disease is number six, chronic lower respiratory disease is number seven, and then homicide comes in eighth. Okay? For everybody that blames Chief Keith for the murder rate all over the world, you know, like like, that comes in eighth. But when you deal with the youth, it's interesting 
when you deal with the rates of the youth homicide, that is number two. Okay. okay. So and 13, yeah, from ages 10 to 24, they, they average 13 bodies a day. Homicide is the leading second cause of death for young people's ages 15 to 24. So, you know, when I got into that segment, it was very interesting because, I, of course, I'm talking to brothers and sisters that are 16, they're in that bracket right there. So, you know, they are not necessarily, you know, um, succumbing to heart disease and things like that the way that they're succumbing to youth violence. But I also explained to them because the cafeterias that I began visiting on campus, I said that if I was a vegetarian, it would be extremely difficult to even go to school, let alone, you know, process the information and be comfortable and healthy. And I explained to them that overall, you know, I know that we all, you know, I know that they're young and they think about getting rich and they're chasing that dollar and that dream, but health is wealth. All you have to do is ask Steve Jobs. And when they heard that, they was like, word, that is true. You know, so then I, I went into G, um, GMOs, genetically modified. You know, how many of you had a banana? And they like, yeah, I like those. Or how, how many of you had, had seedless grapes and seedless watermelons? So the babies who are the consumer generation are being pitched to by these uh, marketing agencies, they're the ones who don't have, they're not armed with the information. At all. You understand what I'm saying? They're not on with the right information. Even the babies in college where you would think, I I asked them by a show of hands, how many of y'all know about GMOs and not enough people raise their hands. So that just means that they are basically prey to grapes that are mixed with bananas and stuff like that or seedless grapes. They had no idea that these were genetically modified. Then I had to pull up the super cows, you know what I mean, and show them what that is, and the chickens with no heads and things like that that are being genetically modified, grown with steroids, that would easily explain why six, seven, eight, nine, and 10-year-olds are, you know, um, growing as fast as teenagers and having the same symptoms such as menstrual cycles, little boys are growing breasts, you know what I'm saying, they're breastfeeding at like eight boys. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, so... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, walk with me. They are. Ask Inky. So it was crazy. And then I went into Monsanto, okay, to explain to them who was one of the culprits behind the GMO, you know, craze and things of that nature. I had to break down, you know, the whole corporate structure of Monsanto, it being um, named the worst company of 2011 by uh, a, a eco-friendly uh, watchdog group. Nature of Natural Society. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I talked about everybody's favorite billionaire, who is Bill Gates, who was a very heavy investor into Monsanto and his role in eugenics, and his father, William Gates Sr., being the former head of Planned Parenthood. You know what I'm saying? But then I brought them back to the chart that I was doing about the um, the um, our number one, the number one leading causes of death, but I left this out on purpose. I made sure to bring it back up. I said abortion kills more black Americans than the seven leading causes of death combined, according to data from the um, Centers well, of Disease I Control. I want you to repeat that because your phone... That abortion, right? Abortion. Mm-hmm. The killing of the, the, the termination of your seed, killing of the future, you know what I'm saying? The eugenics program, the social, um, the socioeconomic uh, eugenics program, that has been masked as abortion and Planned Parenthood is the leading um, cause of death. It, it kills more black Americans 
Then the seven leading causes of death, the ones that I just read off earlier, according to data collected by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and it is easily um, Googleable. You know, you can look it up. It's on Google. It's everywhere. They just don't talk about these things. They don't want you to know about these things, but it kills more black meat. So, if it, it, you know, it, if it's not murder or if it's not a – they're counting it as, do you understand, as deaths. So after that, of course, I had to go into everybody's favorite, um, you know, abortion clinic, Planned Parenthood. Like Kanye say, nobody plans parents to be parents in the hood, you know. So Planned Parenthood and Mark, the, um, the curious relationship between Margaret Sanger and the KKK, okay, and the eugenics program and why Planned Parenthood is on every corner in the hood. Then I went into Gloria Steinem. You know what I mean? It talked about her being a CIA operative and what she did to the black family and how she also helped usher in the black feminism movement that we suffer from right now on goddamn Facebook. I don't even like logging on no more. That shit is so sad. I'm serious. I guess I'm different. I'm different. But I don't like I don't sit that I be reading. I'm like, damn. That much venom, you know what I mean? Like, come on, B. This is Gloria Steinem's dream right here. This is CIA. This is shit that broke the families up. She hella angry. usurped the black power movement and created the black feminist movement. That was created and manipulated by a government agency. And what did um, Umar say when he talked about what was happening in the late 60s, early 70s, late 80s, I mean early 80s, late 70s, the crack cocaine era, the, uh, the 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 AIDS era, all of that shit is all bundled up in a package. It was all a program, you know. What I mean, it's it's all and it's all a program. It's in cruise control right now, so you don't necessarily see, you know, the mittens or the hands of white supremacy. The shit does it's it doesn't you don't even have to see it anymore because guess what? You are leading. You are destroying yourself. Due to marketing campaigns and things of that nature, you know, the death culture that we all belong to as a result of, you know, them introducing that death culture, we suffer from that in many ways through the music, through the entertainment, through the foods, through the culture, through the education. Oh, man, you should have seen their faces when I broke that spell about them being uh, savages. You know what I'm saying? The reason why that they were enslaved was to, civilized them and they were savages from the jungles of Africa and these, you know, uh, civilized and, uh, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, mature Caucasians from, you know what I'm saying, from the castles of Europe came with the good right. word of Jesus. I blew that shit so far out of the water. That's when I thought the cop was going to start firing on me, B. You know what I'm saying? I wish I had security. You know what I mean? Like, I... <laughs> I felt like I needed security at that moment. I was a young Khaled in that beast, in that beat. But when I hit him with the moors, told him about white slavery and the, and the curious relationship between uh, black Muslims who were uh, turned moors, who they began calling all of these other names, and I showed them uh, images and proof. Oh, man. That, like, at the end of the night, that's what they, the, the, the majority of the students that came up and was like, yo, man, red pill? That's, yeah, 
my goodness. White slavery, I didn't know harem. Like, you know, the more the more thing really blew it out the water. Because, right. of course, it's I mean, black that's, history. That's, Marshall, riveting, that's riveting information, man. Like, yeah. First you know what I mean? And a few of them saw Hidden Colors the week before, you know, because the student organization, they kind of primed, the, um, you know, the students by showing them Hidden Colors. That's and um, I was able to, yeah, I was able to take it a few steps further with the information about the Moors. Anybody that got the jumbo, the bonus pack, and you got the PDF, the 600-page PDF, you know that those images are super heavy and um, it's irrefutable once they see it, you know what I mean? I showed them the Obama talking about, you know, the Moors when he went to Egypt. I showed them Michelle and the Alhambra. It just blew them away. I got some bona fide information, you know what I'm saying, that you might need to upgrade your presentation with. You know? Oh, it's all I'm always I'm always game for that, you know what I mean? Like I said, this you presentation know, is organic, it grows. It, you know Jackie what I mean? O. There's some things that Jackie oh, O was. You know the Jackie O, Jacqueline Anassis, the prototype which a lot of these Barbies be following after. Because mm-hmm. they fuck with Barbie but they really fuck with Jackie O. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know like Jackie O and Marilyn Monroe together? Of a, of a Moorish family? Hmm? Did you notice she's descended from a Moorish family? It would make sense. I'm going to read this real I need to put this on record. And I want the family to get this information if they're just not on my Facebook or what have you. This is key, you know what I'm saying? Because this is a woman that's idolized by not only the women in our generation, but by your mothers. And I'm not talking to everybody, of course, but there's a lot of people's mothers out there and everything. They really idolized Jackie O. She pulled a lot of people in when they was making that switch during integration. You know what I mean? It was a lot more comfortable for them because they gravitated towards the first family, you know, the Jackie O's and the JFK's, the charisma of him and the class of her, you know, yeah. Nonetheless, let me just read this real quick. It said, Jackie O, perhaps America's most emulated and admired first lady. The article is called Michelle Obama is not our first black first lady. Okay? And this was on alternate.org. It's not a conspiracy theory site. It's, a, it's you know, considered a quote-unquote mainstream media site. But anyway, let's get into it's the article. It's on your page? Set. It's on my page. And it's okay. a trending topic right now. Okay? Jackie O. Pap, America's most emulated and admired first lady, descended from a family known as the Von Salis, who were described as mulatto in the 17th century. This family traces lineage in part to a Dutch mariner named Jan Jensen, who turned Turk, okay, which some Europeans call going native, which was more popular than common history reveals. Mm-hmm. It is widely believed Jensen fathered two children, Anthony and Abraham Von Sally, by a Moorish concubine. Following a dispute with his white wife, Anthony Von Sally was exiled to territory across the river where he became Brooklyn's first quote-unquote settler. Now, we already know what that's about, okay, because the Canarsis, the Rockaways, um, the, the Anus, it was many... And then the Lenapes was over here, all of the tribes that are tied into the Montauk, okay, because Brooklyn is part of Queens and Long Island. It's one Long Island, 
Kings County. Okay, separated. Hold yeah, on. Kings County right. separated by fictitious demarcation lines, and they split them up and call them, quote unquote, boroughs. But you can't find nothing that's separating Brooklyn from Queens or Queens from Long Island. It's all one thing. Anyway, let's get back. He, you know, he um. Until a few decades ago, his property adjoining Coney Island was called Turks Island after Anthony Von Sile. The term, quote-unquote, Turk, in his day being synonymous with more North African. Okay? And um, I'll get into the specific part. You know, they go into the whole lineage about who fathered who and, and, and what part of the family was tied into what. You know what I'm saying? Okay, a descendant, John von Fally de Grassi, was born in 1825. He was the first, quote-unquote, black American family formally educated as a doctor. All right? While Jackie Kennedy was asked about her von Fally roots during the height of the civil rights movements, she called her ancestors Jewish. Of course, her socialite father, born in 1891, was nicknamed Black Jack Bouvier for his swarthy complexion. Now the Bouviers yeah, the ones that put together, you know, the uh the dictionary. The Bouviers uh-huh. that proceeded the black laws. Or did the Bouviers also put together the black laws? I'm sure that you know there's some laws out there to correct that. But nonetheless, you know, that article is up on my Facebook. I'll drop the link in the chat room for the family to do their investigation. You know, this Morris thing is really it's coming to the forefront and it's explaining a lot of things. Is this making those connections in time and space that have had so many gaps prior when people were mm-hmm. just dealing with this whole monolithical aspect of who we are. So beautiful, man. beautiful. I think that, um, yeah, man, I might even, we may even have a show where we do the illuminated agenda, you know what I mean? But I'm definitely prepared and I'm, I'm I'm almost reinvigorated at the end of the day that I'm convinced that um, one of the stomping grounds and one of the, uh, there's a ground zero to consciousness at this point where our babies are, the future generations is in these college campuses. And we've been, you know, I won't say willfully neglecting them, you know what I mean? But we've been dealing, you know, we we building, we all building, you know what I'm saying? All of us have been building. So, you know, everything is done in, in, in moderation and time. But it's definitely time. Like, my goal by the end of this year is to visit at least 50 of these campuses. And you don't have to be a quote-unquote all-black school or whatnot, you know what I mean? Because brothers and sisters that go to schools, if it's 10 of y'all, you know what I mean, and the whole school is straight, you know what I'm saying, uh, white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, whatever, whatever it may be, you still need that information, you know what I mean, as long as you form a student union, put some things together, we will be there to hold it down and to teach y'all. And even because I'm not just doing regular lectures and I'm coming through. No, we all be sitting down, chopping it up, breaking bread, and we building, we building up something. I'm helping them even open up, you know, I want them to open up a store down there, a storefront, a brick and mortar, you know what I mean, so they can actually sell products. So the individuals, the brothers and sisters in the conscious community that have products such as health products, such as skincare products, you know what I mean, um, music and everything, artwork, 
all of these things can become supported by these young entrepreneurs. You feel me? Yeah. And they 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 reaching out like they hype, but you know they doing they doing their work, they doing their due diligence. They could use some more professionals because these are only sixteen and seventeen and eighteen year old, um, you know, brothers and sisters, and they also have school. You know, they keep them. You know, I, I peep this college game. They they have a lot of shit available to them. I'm talking about all kind of things at their fingertips, but they get bombarded with work, and then they have to they have to um, they gotta you know they gotta hunt to live. You know what I mean? So they gotta go hustle. Or they got to get a little gig. They got to get a job off campus and things of that nature. So it takes away from them doing, you know, uh, uh, research or utilizing the tools that these college has. These colleges have for them, like the computer lab. The shit looked like um, the Mac store. Like it was retarded. It had everything in there. The the, the control deck had every single program that you could think about. So these things are at their fingertips. You know what I mean? So we we're gonna. We're going to talk about this more. I don't really yeah. want to, you know, we're gonna, go too hard. Gonna, we're going to tie that into what it is that we have to talk about tonight because, Indeed. you know, tonight is about cataloging your information and telling your story, okay? As we have seen recently over the course of days with this event that has escalated on the West Coast in California with, uh, you know, the person that they're terming, quote-unquote, fugitive, Christopher uh, Born, Bonner, the Born Supremacy. You know, in his releasing of his manifesto, his main intent yeah. is to tell his story and clear his name. Name. How important is your name? Yes, it's your name. How important is your name? And this ties into last Tuesday's show when we were talking about the metaphysical, mystical aspects of a name and the energy that it carries. And we're going to delve into some of that tonight. And I'm going to touch on the mystical energy that this individual's name carries as well. Okay? And we'll see how this thing is playing out. But let's get into tonight's program because we are past uh, the 30 mark. We're on the 33 mark, which is very interesting. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Before I do that, family, please, um, if you can, you know, share the link. Drop it on your Facebook page. You could Twitter it. You could find us on Twitter as well on the KTL Radio Facebook page, uh, KT, uh, No Knowledge TV, okay? And, of course, our main sites, KTLmedia.com, KTLuniversity.com. And, of course, this program is being sponsored by OceanFortuneCorp.com and KingsCounty.BigCartel.com, mm-hmm. right? And our special invited guest, we have a co-sponsor tonight, and that's aarashid.com, where you can get a plethora of your study materials, okay, as well as his monumental magnum opus offering, How to Write Your Own Bible. All right, so let's get into tonight's program. Tonight on KTL Radio, we welcome back Brother A.A. Rashid to commemorate the release of his magnum opus offering, how to Write Your Own Bible, okay, the Melanin Manifesto. Join us as we delve into the importance of writing your own personal account of your journey in this lifetime. If you don't tell your story, who will? How important is your name and what lengths would you go to preserve it? 
we will explore this topic plus a variety of other correlating topics that have captured the attention of the populace since last Tuesday's episode. Okay, family? Show. With no further ado, we present to you caller from the 310-310-689. Peace. Peace and love. Hey, hey. Yeah, I'm um uh, I'm I'm actually in the uh in the streets of Los Angeles as we speak mobile moving yeah, via the uh, Yeah, oh yeah, brother. And it's cold and it feels like if it didn't rain it would have snowed. And you can actually see and actually feel a uh, there's a great degree of tension, but it's also a kind of a, a release as well. And of course, it all surrounds the uh, the uh, the movie-like reality occurring. This is like Harrison Ford and and Bobby Lee. What's the you know uh, the fugitive? You know and I want to say this, though. I want to say this, though. I'm not speaking subjectively this evening. I'm not speaking to the sentiments of people who are looking outside themselves for, uh, you know, heroic displays of uh, of mm-hmm. candor or, you know, boldness. I'm speaking to the uh, objective mind, those who are, you know, who are, who are illuminated within the darkness. And those people are the the source of power. I'm not speaking of regular people. I'm speaking of power, right? And power, power knows that there is no name worth defending that is not a secret. I say it say again. again. I say it again. There is no name worth defending that is not a secret. Well, we, yeah, we, we who are illuminated by our studies understand that peripheral names are perfect. And perfect perfection is an illusion in language. The word section reached your lexicon of uh, of linguistics via an ecclesiastic one, and so did the concept that you presently have pertaining to your name, you know what your name is, and you find that in the story of Shem, Japheth, and Noah. Excuse me. Shem, Japheth, and Ham. They're very close in the story. You know, the stories are very, like, it's a few pages away. Noah. However, the idea of Ham, Japheth, and Shem had more to do with Shem than it had to do with Ham. And we know Ham means Kim, Kim means burnt, and in the Gnostic 
Sudanese, and I'm, I'm saying Sudanese to to localize the region, um, this this commission uh, uh, or and or uh, concept that is spiritually encoded in that region of the world, they speak about messianic principles, and in the, the other distinct thing is they speak about the evil of the world. They say that the world is, is a dark place. Linguistically, and after turmoil, and after all types of uh, uh, various wars won and wars lost, meanings of words change, and so do their meanings to the primitive mind change. Now, the word Shem means name. Japheth, to paraphrase what Japheth might mean, it would, it would be the gray area. It would be the middle. And Ham is the foundation or the lowest principle. It's the principle of incarnation. Under the Gnostic spiritual conceptualization that all things that incarnate, incarnate as blackness. And it is the black part, the, the black part, which is the wick, which associates the fire to the flames, the part that you don't see. It's the nakedness of the father. It's the nakedness of the father. Now, this is some high-end <laughs> metaphysical shit. Now, anybody that knows about the porch, and you know about the house of the blue house, what you did know is that the word blue and the word perfection and the word illusion are all the same word in ancient language. Just how copper and the word serpent are the same word in language. So only a initiated mind can read the context of ancient stories and create the distinctions for their own psychology based off of your initiated mind. So now here we have a brother that's, um, he's got a lot of attention right now. This is something that black men don't get. He has the world's attention right now. He is affecting unequivocally. He is affecting the ecology and the weather of Los Angeles. He made it cold as hell and it's dark. Yeah. There's a connection to the restlessness of the LAPD not being able to find this Negro with candor. And now, very interesting, some people want to hear a, um, a utopian version of this story. They want to hear the best part of a, a cop gone rogue who now exposes the evils of LAPD. Now, let me tell you how deep the levels of cognitive dissidence are for you to be that idealistic. That's like joining the KKK and getting mad at them when they want you to hang a nigga. You heard? You join the Ku Klux Klan, and then they tell you a part of your membership, buddy, is you got to hang this nigga, and you get mad, you get upset. Well, let me tell you something about the objective truth, is that if it took you to get fired, 
to be severed, for you to turn it up like this, you really are not involved in anything, you know, monumentally or, 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 or drastically that could bring about change because your identification is connected directly to your municipality and your status within the municipality. So the dissidence involved in this is that if somebody severs you or takes your job, this is like somebody who gets postal. You're, you know, the supervisor at the post office don't like you. They fired you. They clipped you, whatever. And now you come in and you kill everybody. And you expose the uh, your bad manager and your evil boss. You heard? Now, I, I, I want to say this. This is an objective truth that I'm speaking directly to brothers and sisters that may be in the municipality. If you are in the municipality, and when I say municipality, I'm speaking about in the offices of you're a cop, you're a fire person, you in the uh, you in the courts, you a CEO or whatever. The thing that distinguishes black people in the municipality and all other cultures that are in the municipality is that other cultures join the municipality to protect themselves and their family. However, the Negro joins municipalities to adorn himself with a uniform and a new identity within a world that don't care about them. You heard? That really don't care about them. Another objective truth is that when, you de- when you're dealing with large cities, and this city is one of the most laid out, flat, huge, tremendous, large cities ever that I ever seen. It's, you can you can look straight down the street and the street just disappears into like a little perspective dot. It's just it's flat, it's laid out, and you could come outside and not see the police at all some days in Los Angeles as opposed to New York where you come outside and they right outside, they're in the store, they're passing by, they they talk to you and all type of weird shit. They're everywhere. Here, it's a, diff- it's a different demographic, and we're on a different emotional grid. Now, the only way that they could control a multicultural city like this, and if anybody was in L.A. in the 80s and 90s, I was not here, but I know people who was here, and they testify, they put major organs on it that, the way L.A. now is, as opposed to it was 10, 15 years ago, this is a far better place. You heard? The, the quality of life here has drastically changed. You know what I'm saying? Now, years ago, it was crazy. Now, why? When you, when you see and you ask them, well, what, what is the, the difference in the demographic? The difference in the demographic is that there are more diverse cultural groups have infiltrated into the, the inner cities of Los Angeles. There are more, when you hear Compton and you ain't never come out to, to LA and somebody say, yo, I'm in Compton, come through. You thinking you're going to see cuz the homies, you're going to see it's pop, it's, you know, boys in the hood. No, it is Mexicali. It's a lot of Mexican people in Compton. And where 
multiculturalism goes, it takes its behaviors with it. Now, one of the reasons why it's got karma is because a lot of black people have been incarcerated and a lot of black people have ventured off and to move into an area called uh, Victorville, you know, where it's farther up north, but it's not in the L.A. city limits. You understand? So as a result of all of this, there is no other way to control if you are into power. I'm speaking of power. If you are into statesmanship and you've done a, just a little a topical reading of of government structure and how people were able to control large groups of people is with a particular type of fear. And there has never, people want to be, I know it sounds good, so we could be foreverly tribal, tribal forever. We could be tribal, there's no jail in the tribe, there's no uh, police here. We all police ourselves and all that. That's a utopian idealism. It's too late. It's too many abused people. It's too many mildly, mild, mildly autistic, uh, mildly autistic people walking around like they're normal. That we acting like they're 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 cool. It's it's a lot of really shit going on, and you think that you don't need the the pigs. You need the pigs to clean up the slop. You heard? So now, when I'm reading the manifesto, it's very heart-rendering. I'm reading it, and I'm saying, wow. He's saying everything that I've seen in all of the films. You know, we always refer back to films. He was talking about ramparts. He was talking about Asian officers. He's talking about all this stuff. and talking about, in particular, a lot of popular culture references. So what I see right now is that... He, and I'm going to say this, and I want you to be really open to this, that he could have helped, if he was really of sound mind, he could have helped more people if he was of this great uh, um, integral individual that is pointing towards his true north, as he said. He could have protected more people had he made better decisions and was not so word-controlled and word-commanded. Because in developmental psychology, any time that when you're a child, you're offended by words that have the same effect on your psychology as an adult, words such as nigger, it shows that your emotional development is localized in the region of idealism and it has no power or it, it's inherently not even filled with no type of power because the idealisms are fake. They're not real. You understand? They're not real. They're not real. And, it, and, and we live in a realm of like self-imposed schizophrenia. White folks can't call you a nigger. But your mama, your cousin, all type people call you nigga, and you won't get mad. You won't get upset. You 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 won't get upset. I call you nigga. I call you all type of niggas, nigga, 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 and you get mad. But when a pilgrim, you forget, you forget about um, that nigga mean God when a white man call you a nigga. You heard? So you go to the club and you party in the Trinidad. <laughs> you see Yeah. Reverse. Yeah. Reverse. Yeah. Come so outside and the police call you nigga. Now you want to take a report out? 
Yes, and yes. it's a convenient it's a convenient thing. Now melanin melanin on morals is the white man's nightmare. You heard? Because melanin or morals has no no whatsoever it has no love for anything that has to outlive its use. Now this is something that the weaker niggers must understand that melanin with morals is even going to cut your fucking head off. You heard? For you not being within the vein of activating in principle with your heart or what you display and say in your heart that you should cleave to. You heard? So it's so convenient that what it's really saying is, you want these niggas to turn up, let the fire all of them. Fire the niggas and then they're going to get mad and then shoot people and get busy. But while they they working, while they working, they don't have that much motherfucking heart to put that type of work in. So I'm not even speaking to that, you know, them subjective people with idealisms that are like, this guy is a hero. This guy is this, this guy is that. This guy is giving up too much game. And this is not this. He would not be in no Illuminati. I do not fuck with idealistic people. I don't fuck with people that's too, that's perfect. That's pointing to their true north. You can't trust them. Yeah, you can't trust them. And these are the same type of people that are called BCW on your kids. You think you got righteous people around you because they don't want to smoke a joint in front of you or they eat grass and all this so dumbass shit. But as soon as they get mad. They will turn right in on you and turn right to the municipality. You heard? So people that work for the municipality, I know a lot of, it's a lot of uh, my students, the people that brought me that, and, and what you call it, um, true master, to Germany was military. You heard? These was niggas that was super conscious. And they like this, yo. They took the military money and was like, what? We buying all y'all tickets. The hotel we stayed in was retarded. It was sick. We got half our bread before we got there. So these brothers that, I'm not shitting on no military dudes or no nigga that, you know, that went to the army. I liked the G.I. Joe when I was little. Come on, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know, every other culture always has a, a, a place for that. You know, people always, you, you, they want the amenities and want to enjoy Pepsi Cola and, and and all that shit, but they don't want to acknowledge the, the shit that has to go down for you to have this type of experience here, you know, uh, this, this, this U.S. experience. So saying all this to say that they're going to try to trick you and I and make us think that we should be cleaving to homie's story. And make and 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 then you giving up all this game. You telling all these people. You broadcasting your intentions. You know you putting this shit on social networks. This is the type of shit that weird people do, man. These zealous. That shit can go so many different ways. The niggas that killed Malcolm X was zealous Muslims, and they in their time, the people around them considered these niggas heroes. Yeah, but these niggas ain't care nothing about no black man in that period. They ain't cared about the uh the 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 the, the, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. 
and cared about his integrity. You heard? In that respect, so they was like, fuck that. I don't care how many contributions only made. Just stay they like this. I'm sending him on. You heard? So, you know, when you're dealing with these type of people, you got to get this profile correct in our daily lives and in our everyday life. The everyday life says that you have to be careful of people that are overly zealous and idealistically uh, enshrouded and, and wrapped up in all of these concepts, you heard? And when I look at Homie's Manifesto, the social program is that is one of the most valuable pieces of literature on the Internet right now. Because here it is, this guy is on a fucking run for his life. He's protecting his quote-unquote name, but he has the time to tell Todd Phillips not to make a hangover for. He's also telling uh, Queen Latifah, Kate Winslet, and all of them that they're the most beautiful women in the world, that um, that Ella DeGeneres is one of the greatest contributions to the gay, lesbian world. You heard? He's got all of these fucking opinions, you know what I'm saying, about all of this stuff, and social programmers is going to go, and they're going to look at this, and they're going to say, you know what? Look at all of these references. Look at how far we have pushed our concepts within his psychology. And look at the byproduct. And this dude, to me, is a baby. He's like 30. You hear? He wasn't, he wasn't, he, you know, when I, when I was 18, this nigga was 10. You know what I'm saying? The shit I was doing at 18, he wouldn't even think about. You know, he, was, he wasn't even thinking about that type of shit. So here it is. He is just full of popular culture references. He's full of emotional experiences related to him having inside of his psychology a unbalance where his parents were sending him to school to get acculturated and taught by uh, Caucasians you know, how to feel himself and how to be, you know, his black, beautiful self. But then at each juncture in his experience, he always says that they called him a nigger or he has some injustice, some injustice done to him. Yeah. So now as an adult, after going through the military, not just any military, naval, then going into LAPD, right, he's still grappling with this emotional issue of not being accepted by Caucasian society as a grown man, yeah? Now, the only thing, and this is what happens when you foster relationships or you bring somebody into some, uh, some, some municipal circle or any type, of, any type of circle that is not emotionally fit. For, for change or, or anything that's, a, that, that, that's reminiscent of what they never had growing up is you get, like, this weirdo that projects their life experience onto you or the group and in and, and doing so undermines the very means or methods of how the group functions, whether the group be good or bad. So one of the things that people try to stray away from is people that when you're dealing with power, you can't you you can't have a um. It, 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 oh, this is the, the other super interesting thing. The same police that beat Rodney King 
is now a captain of, the, of an entire police force in West Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is old statecraft. This is old. I'm speaking of power right now. I'm not speaking about right or wrong. I'm not speaking to you subjective tree huggers, right? I'm speaking about statecraft. The people who you have to reward, ask Hannibal, ask, ask the people who, who spread, um, who, who spread uh, a civilization into the Western world and created this country that we in. Ask them how they did it. They allowed the Islamic spiritual practice of, of what you call it, of, of, of taking, the, 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 when the general come, take everything, they take all of the spoils, take all of the, the stuff from people, and they give it to the soldiers. And, and this creates a camaraderie within the soldiers where the soldiers feel now that they have the autonomy and the bravery to just exhibit mad candor and mad, uh, what you call it, aggression to get the shit done. You know what I'm saying? Because they're being rewarded. Their their primal nature is being rewarded. Statecraft says that you're supposed to elevate the most audacious soldiers and the foulest ones to the highest levels so they they could do less damage in those areas. So now when we see people applying power, right, we subjectively would like a, a, a kinder world. But the cognitive dissonance comes in play where the world was the way it is before I even got here. And there are skillful ways for people to acquire power, but one of the unskillful ways to do so is to broadcast your intentions. So now, we all use that phrase, the spook who sat by the door. Homie is not a spook who sat by the door. You heard? Homie is an ostracized emotionally deficient adult that is proficient in the art of killing and utilizing his training to rectify wrongs that he feels have been imposed upon him. It's not about protecting because he got cooked in 2008. He took this nigga all this time to get this shit together, you know, emotionally. You know what I'm saying? So, Hold on. Old, go ahead. You talking directly into your phone? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me better? That's a lot, a lot more clearer. Please okay. Okay, so homie got clipped in 2008 from the folks, you heard? So from the LAPD. So it's 2013. This is like five years later. It took like a lifetime ago. What'd you say? Like a lifetime ago. Yeah, like, like all this time, you was just sitting in the crib just this, all of this is just mustering up in your mind, creating all of this. You know, it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of that stuff, and we have to all be very careful of our own emotional and psychological health in order to maintain it and not place such a uh, a fiction on your own name. You heard? the only name worth honoring and defending. Is a secret name. Now, the spiritual part of this is that the only thing worth defending is a secret because the material world expresses the, the, peripheral, the peripheral reality. It expresses the manifest part, but the unmanifest with the science and the cloak and, and the and, and all of the shit that had to go down to get 
a pyramid up to get uh, uh, institutions fully in place. That's something that's worth kept secret. You hear? So any any of our brothers and sisters that's in the municipality, and don't make none of these niggas make you feel bad. You should feel bad on your own if you're not in the municipality to protect your own and people of like mind. You know, the, the worst thing you ever want to do is be in a situation where you incarcerated or you around um, pigs that 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 do anything they want to you, but you don't have no advocacy. You don't have no niggas in the street that's going to tell a pig, you do something to my brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, whatever, and while they in your custody and their life is worth three three of your lives. You don't have, people don't have those type of relationships, nor are they trying to create those type of relationships with somebody that's going to hold them down if the police violate them. You heard? So, you know, I'm, I'm out of the realm of subjectiveness and, you know, making this into something that it ain't, this is a nigga that watched a lot of television, you heard, that that for, uh, you cannot tell me I'm not, I'm not that weak-minded where you're going to make me think that if I join the KKK and then they kill somebody or they kill a nigga or they want me to hang a nigga, and now all of a sudden I'm mad at the KKK. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm not fucking with y'all no more. I didn't know y'all was racist like this. Nigga, the 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 LAPD, you could go to the Los Angeles public library and there are rows and rows and rows and rows of books that speak about the distinct nature of criminality in Los Angeles as it relates to the response of the LAPD and the non-response. It's been so many atrocious crimes that have been committed in Los Angeles against everybody, every race of people. You know, they had a journalist that got killed in 1970. He got shot in the head with a 10-inch wall-piercing tear gas canister. You heard? Because he wrote about the Chicanos, and he used the word Atlan. He used the word Atlan to describe the mythic world uh, or, 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 the, or the alternate history of California that is embraced and accepted by the uh, Chicano people here. They killed him for his journalistic, um, what you call it. And everybody in that period from the 1960s, 70s, uh, all of the, all of the uh, singers, they killed Jim Morrison. They killed Jimi Hendrix. They killed all of these people who were speaking about what? They were speaking about these people's war. So now when you look at the people who was in that, that escaped the throes of that war, Cold War, if you want to call it, and that they exist now, there was, there's a reason why they exist now. Either they were tactful and they were able to help more people from that period to now, or they just turned and changed their entire philosophy for, 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 for the purpose of survival. You heard? So now it, it becomes so hypocritical that people would love this dude for exposing the LAPD, for hunting them down and shooting them and doing all that. But the very same people who would honor that 
won't even honor that shit in their own personal life. The LAPD can do some foul shit to their mama, daddy, cousin, and all that today or tomorrow, and none of them is going to train themselves or get involved in some extracurricular shit to get back at them. Now, revenge is a spiritual principle. Revenge is a very spiritual principle. But if I ask people, conscious, religious, as long as they all under the canopy of black, in the modern era, point to me in your spirituality where God allows you to be vengeful, you hear? Or your, cosmo, your cosmic plan rewards you for revenge. And niggas can't point that out. The only people who have that shit coherently encoded inside of their spiritual system are Arabs, Africans, and Latin people, you heard? Africans will say some shit like this, I will deal with you. You ever hear that? You're, that's how translate. That's how it translates to English of the shit that Africans are gonna do to you if you violate them. It's go. It's straight like this. I will deal with you. Five words. I will deal with you. You heard? And they do it. You heard? Islamically, Islamically, when you get into, especially when you get into like Persians and all they, they magic starts as soon as you violate. They still spit right inside your shadow. You heard? Niggas, on the other hand, we have these idealisms that are all connected to how we were reared in popular cultures. You sat in front of television as a child and ate Frosted Flakes. Nine times out of ten, you are an idealist. You heard? You might be mildly autistic, and they tried to raise you like you was a genius, and sorry, no go. You heard? And we're in the post-event of them creating sick people. So that whole utopia, you know, and the reason why I say, yo, I'm getting into how-to information. I, 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 I want to show, I'm not making nothing up. I don't want to make up information. I want to offer to the less fortunate and people who don't have the ability because of their working situation or whatever or they never was exposed to certain type of information. I'm showing how I want to offer a new through line to addressing the stuff that is already known by the whole world. There's so many chambers of information that are not known to uh, to people. So I want to introduce them to a whole different types of ways of thinking, and this is the only inroad towards gaining true power. Now, who is going to take on the responsibility to take the tidbits and the little bits and pieces from all of these shows and all the DVDs and all that stuff and actually apply it to create the infrastructure for a 100-year plan? Now, the people who have to do that is not the tree huggers. It's going to have to be the most audacious and ruthless amongst you. You heard? The ones who have seen darkness and you can create your own light within that darkness and share it with those of like mind. But I grew up, one of the greatest lessons I ever learned when I was young was don't wake the dead. You heard? Let the dead chill with the dead. Don't wake them because your teacher arrives when you get the, uh, the, the, the emotional and spiritual backbone to be able to carry the load of the information that people give to you and put in your lap. So speaking to power,
speaking to power, we have to become social programmers. You have to start creating uh, your literature. You have to start creating um, uh, children's literature. You have to start creating propaganda, images, and all of these various inroads to psychology now that are going to imbue themselves in the people who are here to come. If I had Yo. a child, if I had a 15, 16-year-old son, and I'm telling my son, nigga, you better learn how when to hold them and when to fold them. That's responsible parenting. You tell your kids, and that's a valuable lesson. So this dude says he's in a truck with 12 other officers and two cracker officers say they say the word nigga. So he just blows the whole fucking operation and lets them know what's on his mind. You stupid ass nigga. You could have saved more people if you wasn't so ideal. And that's a part of trauma when you're young. It makes you stay. Your developmental psychology stays within your lower three chakras. It 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 and and it and it affects your sexuality, your hunger, how you eat, and it affects your self identification location, which is your solar plexus, where you find your ego. And you never rise above your solar plexus and into your heart chakra to get the grand truth that all is God. You heard? That's the first thing you gotta do before you even speak. You have to declare in your heart that all things are God before you get to your fifth chakra where you are, are able to articulate that shit. You heard? So they got everybody stuck 40 and like, and, um, and, and, and this is another detective for people who are parents, right? You could tell if your kids, if your kid, if you are positively affecting the psychology of your children, if your children leave shit in the toilet, if your children Leave shit in the toilet after you tell them consistently to to flush the toilet. They are trying to tell you something because developmental psychology, you have seven brains. One of your brains is in that primal center, and psychologically, you have a link between your developmental and emotional psychology and your lower extremities, your ass and your and your genitals. You understand? Now, Spanking on the ass when you little. Come here so I can spank you. These are all engrams and programs that are uploaded into the social psychology. Spare the, spare the rod. Lose the child. All that shit is abuse templates that are all ecclesiastic in their construct and from their origin. You should never hit children. You should give your children words. And if your child is three years old and does not have 25 words, your child may be twisted. And it's your fault. It's not the kid's fault. You heard? And this is going to create an adult who is unable to articulate the, 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 uh, the, 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 the nature of this world, how this world treats you. This world was not made as a utopia for feeling good. This is the realm of shells. This is the black world. This is the world of incarnate matter. This is the world where pain exists. You heard? This is this is the kingdom. The root of Malkuth is Malik. So it's only built for kings, my nigga. This world is not for nobody else but kings and and their heirs and their queen. So spiritually the marriage of the king and the descent of the Holy Shekinah. 
The Holy Shekinah is the consciousness. The Holy Shekinah is the consciousness, the collective consciousness of the people. The collective consciousness of the people is an etheric body that is a female in nature. It's Sophia. But the king, he uses ritual. He uses uh, sorcery. He uses ritual, again, because another root of Malkut is Malikut. It means the worker. You have to do work. You have to you have to light candles. You have to you have to uh, you have to do blood sacrifices. You heard this realm functions off a of sacrifice. The only way to rid this world of evil is to do what is called restoration or tikkun. Tikkun or restoration is where you 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 follow the cycles of Saturn. And you follow the celestial cycles of the Marvel of the constellations. You follow the, the the speech of what father time is. And you're going to notice that all of the dysfunctional shit that, that comes at you right now is Saturn related. And it deals with Scorpio. Shit is going to be harsh. It's going to be downstairs. It's going to be harsh. It's going to be angry. And it's going to be corrective. You heard? Down to the you Super Bowl. Down to the Super Bowl. All the way connected to this particular incident. Now, listen. Let me say something about the Super Bowl thing because I don't want nobody thinking you you crazy. I want to, and not like we care about nobody thinking you crazy. But pe- some people <laughs> idealistically think that I, us looking at a Super Bowl or at a movie uh, and looking for symbols and looking for numbers is crazy. Like we bugging, nigga. It's just a game. Well, historical anthropology. Right tells us that you cannot galvanize uh, unity within the psychology of people unless you divide it within the realm of theatrics and the playing out of the ritual. You heard? And it's also used as a divinary tool. In some systems, we will already know who's going to win the game before the game is over, but we still act surprised. Some systems, the winner dies, and whoever wins, they trying to die. You heard? They want to go. They want to get killed to go back because the energy generated in the game is enough energy to generate a portal for you to go back to your celestial star beginnings. So ritual of, of every single kind, no matter what type of ritual you invoke, has the ability to open up a, a, a word that was coined by Descartes, a vortex. And a vortex is nothing more than a, 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 a spinning motion. You begin to spin things into existence. The Kaaba being a square, a condensed form of, of matter, six-sided. Muslims must seven times circumnavigate it, seven going back to Saturn. Uh, or 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 their or their uh, or their celestial point of where Islamic spiritual force emanates from a, a, a star, a Najm, I believe is the star. But they even speak about Sirius in the Quran. You can find Sirius star spoken about in Surah 49, uh, uh, Ayat 9, because that's the part that that's how long it takes for Sirius to make the revolution is 49.9 years. So you know our our legacy for linguistics and very important thing about Kamishian culture in the Medu, 
the 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 priesthood had multiple understandings of words. So they could put a book and lay a book in front of anybody, but who is not initiated in the linguistic um, uh, inference of the word would not be able to understand it. Now, they have a language uh, and, and a literary tradition among Africans to write African words, write African uh, sorcery, write out African uh, uh, psychological drama in the form of talismans using the language of, uh, of the linguistic form, excuse me, uh, the actual script of Arabic. So now it becomes what's called ajami. Now, ajami is used all throughout the uh, Islamic African world. Ajami now is almost like what I was telling brothers and sisters a few, a few shows ago, a long time ago, about Ladino, about how they were saying they were using Hebrew to write out Spanish. Now, you use Hebrew to write out Spanish, and now I put that in front of a Hebrew speaker, and he's starting to see words that are not familiar to his psychology. He don't even know that it's saying one thing. It might be unintelligible in one sense, but it has multiple meanings. So I'm saying all this to say that your story has to be composed using all of your what you know about about the linguistic meaning and the various points of of, of of what a word has to invoke or entail in its presentation. A word has a vibratory force that in Yoruba language, they can say the same sound, but based off of a different inflection, it means what it means. You know what I'm saying? So now, and they teach Yoruba in high-level universities. They got a white girl online that's a Yoruba speaker, very fluent. You could just look it up. White girl who speaks Yoruba. She speaks it fluently, and she's in the market speaking it. And when she talks about her experience of learning Yoruba, it's, it's, she said it's, it has some very distinct laws that are closely connected to French. You heard? So you, we, you could find the linguistics. Now, when I say a word French, which is, which is a modern contemporary language, people don't think that I'm saying that Yoruba language or uh, languages like Wolof or any of those are depending on French for syntax. No, absolutely not. It, the elements of those languages you can find inside of language. Oh, this is the interesting thing. She says Yoruba is really not even spoken that much in marketplaces. If they speak another language I spoke about, I told people years ago about, called Pidgin. And Pidgin is a, is a merchant language. And this is a language that's used for selling and merchandising. So, so we have various languages for different things, as well as different names for different things. And your secret name, the only name that you are worth defending, is a name that nobody needs to know. My, but my daughter has a name that I only told her mother at one time. She has a name, and I used to say it to her in her ear when she was a little baby. And it, it, it is a very powerful name, and I'm going to give it to her in, in a right when she gets older at a certain level. I'm going to give her her name of power and instruct her on its use and application. And in, in high-level spiritualism, Whatever you, whenever somebody, that's the crazy shit about exposed. When somebody says exposed, you, when you expose something, you take all of the power away from it. You heard? 
So once you expose anything, like you have a great idea, and it's no, it's no slight on the people that you interact with, but you should never tell your greatest, greatest idea, not even to the people that close to you because of the emotional connection they have to your thoughts, they can also now have an outlet as to how your shit comes into fruition. You should only show people and demonstrate via your actions what your intent is. It's even wise to even, if you do tell some people some details of what you intend to do, you don't give them the whole blueprint because it takes away from the spiritual power of the secret. There's a reason why the seed is inside the fruit and the fruit ain't inside the seed. You heard? You got to eat the fruit to see the secret of how the pulp got there. You can't eat the, 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 the outside of the fruit and then expect to get the pulp on the inside. It don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? So any name, any name, and, and what I was talking about in this in this offering that I did, the Write Your Own Bible, and, and everybody that is being patient, everybody is getting their stuff no later than Wednesday. Now, let me tell you something. It just got really finished, truly, after all of this. Ta- Yo, pill, red, blue, you know, especially you, red, you know, editing, it took me an entire day to do two and a half minutes of edit time in this film. I'm talking seriously for transition. Then you put it in, and then your sound. Sound is not right. And then I'm rendering the thing with all of the the motion. The shit came up to 122 gigs, my nigga. Do you understand how difficult – it is to put 122 gigs of information on a disc that can only hold four gigs, you heard? And then maintain the clarity, the sound, the integrity of the actual offering. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to – it takes a little time to offer a better product. I don't care what nobody say. I'm tired of seeing – you know, I, I love my homies and all that, but I don't want to see you niggas no more. I want to hear your voice and see images of what you're right. what you're talking about, because that's the mainstream shit, and that's the only thing that's gonna push this concept and this idea into giving people a better product. And when you stand there and look at me, you look at me. These niggas, the, the, the less emotionally developed people, it get caught up in your appearances. They get caught up in looking at you. Uh, get caught what up you in wearing. yeah. Why this nigga? He had that shit on in the other lecture. Um, shit, shit, this, you know what I mean? You know, and, 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 and it diverts, it, it diverts and it takes away, yeah, it diverts and it takes away from the information because we owe the Dr. Ivan Van Sertamy, we owe Dr. Ben, we owe uh, Sheikh Antidiot, we owe all of these great predecessors who were not infighting, they were not debating, they were all doing what? They were all creating and pushing out high-end information, and they were creating mm-hmm. journals. I really don't even want to hear nothing else from none of these dudes because I've been telling everybody, put submit a, 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 what you call it, as a testament that we really did something at this period. Everybody that calls themselves a teacher should have a submission of some form of essay so we could put a journal of metaphysics or a modern journal of contemporary uh, African-American, whatever, 
so we can sell a book, man, and have fucking power. Ideas are in books, man. You know what I'm saying? Why niggas ain't got essays? I got mad essays. And it's hard to write your own book, but it's easy to write a book with 12 people. You heard? The book would be That's what they did with Golden Age of Morse, but I remember struggling exactly. with it. Exactly. You and put I, all and of am I going to the college this week? Yeah. That's what that shit showed me beyond all reasonable. It showed me so much, but it showed me the fact that you got to get some literature together. And I, you know, and, and it got it has to be some real good literature. It can't be, it, the, the literature can't have ego, you know, proliferating the pages. The shit needs to be dealing with information and information only. It, it's not, it shouldn't be a, a literature to indoctrinate people into cults and, you know, the, the, the cult of personality worship and all of that. It needs to stick to some, some they have to have sources because these, these uh, students are doing, they, they're going to source check it, they're going to do their research, you feel me? Because they're going yep. up against professors and people and other students who have, who stand on their square of, and they falsehood real strong and they'll wash you up if this shit is not correct. You can't come shooting from the hip with these fables, these conscious fables that be going around. Right. And I found myself having to explain to this the, the student body that nobody in my clique is responsible for making any of those videos on YouTube dealing with the Illuminati and the rappers. That has nothing to do with it. We, there's nobody that we know. Understand me, family. Nobody in the conscious community knows who makes the exposed DVDs. That shit is That's still a mystery. Work. You know what's and you know what's crazy about that, my dude? Yeah. The craziest shit about that is that, to me, because we don't know who make them, nigga, that is the most dangerous motherfucking media tool alive. Because yeah, it is. They could they could put me, Anything. you, your brother, on the cover of one of them shits. Have one of them um, the dun 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 sit up and read some shit over there, you heard, and be like just playing on the screen. And then you really see uh, the, the 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 licentious nature of these fucking bootleggers, you heard, and the people who proliferate and sell um, garbage, gar- yeah, garbage, like straight garbage. Yeah, and, and if the cover's hot, them niggas will sell it. For real, and shout out you know to mean? all of them websites, people calling me. So, uh, one of my clients told me yesterday, brother, good brother, you know what I'm saying? Good brother. He was like, yo, man, you know, shit, I've looked all over for your shit. Some niggas selling your shit for five hours. Niggas selling my shit that I don't, that I, I yo, I don't even got the DVD. You heard the, the, the melanin. Yeah, the, you don't even the, got the, the master. The nine chamber name magic joint I did in Chicago years ago. Niggas sell my shit for five dollars. So I used to be idealistic. I used to be all mad and shit. Like, these niggas selling my shit. Man, anything worth something is worth stealing. So you can steal it, get your, buy, get your little weed money. I'm just saying this, nigga. Whoever does that, sell my shit for a top dollar. You know, it's a brother downtown Brooklyn trying to undermine rich down the street. Rich selling them for what they go for. This nigga selling them for $7, but I asked him, I said, give me a donation, man. He's selling my shit right there. Give me a donation. Oh, I ain't got it, Ron. I'm fucked up, man. I'm doing bad. You're doing bad, nigga, because you're selling this priceless shit for $7, you fucking weirdo. You heard? Yeah. Selling shit for what it is. All my shit go for it. I'm really underselling my shit because my shit's supposed to be minimum one disc, minimum 
$25 minimum, and that's low ball. You heard? Yeah. And the reason being is because we're in the business of giving something that keeps giving life. You heard? We we are visual books. We create in the world of visual, like, you know, books, but we're giving people things to ponder and have strength to feel good about themselves. So we got to stay stray away from catering to people that don't honor and or respect the material and people that's not communicating effectively that want to help, you know, because we, and yo, bro, I'm going to tell you something. The last thing you want to do, and I'm going to tell you this, man, I'm going to say this clear, this is for both of y'all, you heard? The last thing you want to do is start making people that's not on your level feel that they are, you heard? Oh, for and sure. You got to do everything you can to not let an emotional motherfucking snail, you heard? Or uh-huh. a fucking mouse get the inclination that you got to always have some. This is getting out of subjectivity. Malcolm, all of them, Martin. Martin got killed around Jesse Jackson and a bunch of uh, 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 tree hugging ministers. You heard? He ain't yeah. got no goonies with him. He was supposed to have niggas there with them things, but b- blasting back. You heard? Like that. Yeah. So we in another we in the modern world. Do you think that they don't still have them jealous motherfuckers? A woman killed Sam Cook. You heard? Uh, uh, yeah. A woman stabbed motherfucking um, uh, Martin Luther King in the chest, nigga, with yeah, a, with, with a nail collar. She almost bodied him. You heard? So. All types, you better have something for all of these motherfuckers. And the way you prevent yourself from not hurting none of these people that take this information personally, niggas sit up and watch you on these DVDs and try to be, try to in some way think that they on your level. When, nigga, you watching an information tape so you can get information, not for you to look for flaws and think that you on my level, because you really not, because at the end of the day, you can't subsist in a world of darkness. You don't have no light to walk in this darkness that niggas been in. You can't put these shoes on. You heard? You know? Uh-huh. You can't put these shoes on and walk in these shoes. You ain't been nowhere where it, there ain't no bitches. You heard? You ain't never been nowhere would. where ain't no bitches. Exactly. Okay. So don't come over here where everybody is fun, loving, and playing because... Trust me, if a nigga front on one of us, it's not going to be no shit like, oh, it's on the hush. Oh, we walk the higher road. It's going down right there, right there, right then and there. The helicopters and all that shit is going to be out there if you pull a stunt like this because I I know I am. I've seen you under fire. I've seen your brother under fire. I know. How far we could go with this? Brother, 2013, moving straight forward, visual, film, media, merchandising. Fuck trying to be friends with these niggas. I don't want to be friends with no fucking body no more. I only am interested in having brothers and sisters. I don't want no fucking friends. You heard? That's why I'm off of Facebook. I'm not interested in that fake shit. Anytime a serial killer could put a fucking manifesto on a Facebook, you heard? 
you know, shit is just crazy, son. And then it's the cognitive dissonance. You think that you could take over the world or create some cyber revolution, but you're doing it right in the um in their living room. And the revolution yeah. already happened. The revolution already happened. We already established Western civilization. Now we have to take ownership of Western civilization. Now you're here. Now participate. The only way to participate in Western civilization is as a merchant, my nigga. If you don't want to sell anything, then you need to leave and go to another country where you could be like a sahu. You could be the Indian nigga that sits in the middle of the street, butt-ass naked, and beg because that's a spiritual system over there. You don't want a house. You don't want nothing. You just sit outside, yeah, butt ass. You could, you could get you on your left hand path and go yeah. sit at the pyries and shit when they burn people and go play with the skull matter and shit and grow your dreads mad long. You know, what yeah. I mean? wipe the ash of the of the um, people that um, burn themselves. They get uh, cremated. You could wipe the ash on them to say that their ancestral you know spirits is with you Yo. and live like that. And I. I I find myself, because, um, you know, I often get to ask the question about how do we start, you know what I mean? You know, what made you get into this consciousness and, you know, what was your beginning? And it's just back to what you were saying. When I when I tell the story, I realized that when I, when I entered into the consciousness, it was from, a, you know, I came in doing business. Right. You see what I'm saying? I came in doing business through my clothing line off the rip. I came in as a merchant. You dig what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's I was coming from a world where I was already a merchant. I was selling clothing and things of that nature, stuff that I was creating and other pieces of um, articles of clothing. But I came into it as a merchant for, you know, for, for, those, for those reasons specifically because I didn't want to come in here and waste my time. You understand? So um, you're allowed to get the information. You're allowed to drink wheatgrass. You're allowed to hug a tree, but you need to you need to commercialize yourself. You need to get into commerce. You need to get into making money. You don't need to be watching what everybody else is doing. You feel what I'm saying? Or, you know, you don't need to watch. You know, if I create a clothing line, don't come behind me and create a clothing line and then try to talk shit like, you know, like you're doing something. Okay. <laughs> Respect the fact that somebody was here before you and they paved the motherfucking way and they set the trend and they're not obligated to keep up with your ass because they're doing so much other things. Like, I don't even focus on that. But it's about, you know, it's about merchandising at the end of the day. Get it's on your merchandising. And I don't want to get it twisted. I don't want nobody to think that I'm saying, oh, it's about merchandising. We're going to sell each other shea butter all our life. No, retard. Like I said before, this is a think tank. This is where we're supposed shea to be butter. coming together and creating Dude, I'm trying to sell and pitching. And pitching. Yeah. yeah, we got to pitch it to the world, man. It's 8 billion <laughs> people out there. It is 8 million people in the world at the end of the day. You can't tell me, you know, people can't tell me that. The only businesses or the only merchants, the only products or services that you have to, um, you know, has to be targeted towards melanin people inside of this small community that proved upon, you know, when you look from, from our leaders hundreds of years backwards that they won't support you. You know what I mean? They, they're not in the business of, you know, creating, um, um, you know, a, 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 you know, um, a supportive circle similar to the way that you see because it would help if we didn't have 
you know what I'm saying, you probably could get away with it if we didn't have examples of other societies and communities where they support each other, like the Asians in Chinatown. You really know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the Mexicans. Yo, what's, what's the message with the um, dude in the manifesto said that he getting at the Asians who, when they see not, police brutality, they say, that they, they say, no, they say, um, I don't want any conflict. You heard? <laughs> Yo, they tap right into their um, they Asian cultural shit. They turned into yeah. Zen on your ass like this. They see it going down. I didn't even see like that. This. Yeah, I didn't, I just, it was invisible to me. Zen, yeah? But exactly. the reason why they're doing that is because they have a cultural responsibility to protect their own people. You heard? And that's, that's why they're there. Niggas uh-huh. are there to have an outlet to be powerful or to have this fictitious form of power so they excel in, in all of these um, these little circles of white achievement. You know, this nigga wants to be the best. Uh, anybody that has ever been in the military, like, for prolonged periods and knows the deep psychological uh, parts of military minds know that the most overly zealous soldiers are the ones that they really do not want. You heard? If this nigga does everything, that's only in the movies. He does everything. This guy was the top of the seals. He did a yeah. thousand push-ups super, straight. Super nigga. Yeah. yeah, he super, never went against any of his commanders. You heard? This guy mm-hmm. has a perfect service record. Well, we can't trust him. You heard? I always tell people, the, they make furniture, they in this type of world they make furniture out of all of the trees that are the ones that grow straight from the root to the top. The crooked trees never get cut down and made into furniture. You heard? Mm-hmm. So, you know, out of idealism and subjectivism and into objective truths and to have an objective truth we have to have an objective. And and my objective is I know that is not going to happen in my time, but I'm going to have a say and a and a and a word in on world domination. I'm talking about nigga. I want to be I want to be the new fucking Hannibal, my nigga. Hip hop Hannibal, nigga. Carthaginian. I want to be Agathocles, the motherfucker Sicilian, nigga. I want to be Shaka Zulu. You heard? I, that's what that's. I want to be Genghis Khan, my nigga. You heard? I want to be the black fucking Adolf. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> you heard? But yo, I want I want that type of. And if we can't do it in our physical bodies, then our ideas will do it within the ideas of other people. You heard? The the the, the, the we created the whole world. You heard? Created the whole world. You could you could you could you could try to get at. You could destroy the body, but you can't destroy. It's already started. The iconography that I've created thus far is not enough to last for thousands of years that I really want. But a few more years on the planet and a few more accomplishments, I'm telling you, it's going to be deep, brother. It's going to be deep, the shit that we influence. Them fucking baby boomers, we got to reverse that shit. The baby boomers owe niggas reparations before them crackers owe us some reparations. I swear to God. The baby boomers did not have enough information to collectively create developmental psychology. You heard? To collectively create a whole brood 
or a whole generation of emotionally efficient people. You heard? Now we are all with the dregs of, and this is the other thing. Niggas need to get out of this subjective reality that all of y'all are great and royal. Some of y'all are fucking retarded and mildly autistic. You heard? Stop acting like it was a divine coupling between your mama and your daddy. You know the motherfuckers met in the club and they had your bum ass under the staircase. Don't play with me. You heard? So why do you think that there should be some global conspiracy to protect your bloodline? The only thing that is worth defending is a bloodline of royal lineage. This is the whole premise for that Da Vinci Code shit that said that the girl was mythically associated with Jesus Christ, and they had the books and the records to prove it. She came in there. You what? You related to who? Joffrey Beyond? Guyon? Oh, you related to Jesus. We got to protect you. They had an insurance policy for her. You heard? Where she could get from to and fro anywhere. She could go through any port of entry or exit anywhere. You heard? Based off of that lineage. We don't even have those conceptualizations. We got we we got niggas. We defend the niggas that don't defend the truths that we say that we enjoy. You got niggas raising their kids off of grape soda and cheese puffs. Nigga, you know how many little babies is raised off of cheese puffs? How many little babies, they just put the cheese puffs here. Give them the cheese puffs. You know what I'm talking about, the big stupid-ass cheese doodles, not the crunchy ones, the big ones. You heard? Pushing the baby around, and then the baby start crying. Now the baby is crying. The baby ain't breastfed. Now you're saying the baby crazy. Now you're beating the baby. Now, <laughs> now you're beating the baby. So now this turns into an adult that, that, that has the audacity to have progeny. And what do you think is going to come out of that? You heard? So the baby boomers and the people, everybody's trying to undermine this idea of, uh, of an Illuminati, of a black Illuminati. That's these niggas that are afraid of power. Niggas that argue with you are really hateful of you. Niggas that argue with you and give you um, uh, resistance in your endeavors of collectivity, they, they hate you. They secretly hate you, and what they want to do is they want to imbue the fact that they did not have parental figures to support their own psychology on you. So they create this atmosphere or this environment where you let them down. You heard? This is the biggest pain for uh, human, human beings and adults is being let down, loss, you heard, loss. So as an adult, you can't have no type of relationship because all of a sudden now you're creating this this um, reoccurring cycle that you continuously participate in. So the whole thing about writing your own Bible, I'm recalibrating people's psychology to get out of, I want to get this DVD so this person can teach me about what they know. I want people to get into the concept that the whole world belongs to them. The syntax, sound, numbers belong to you. Numbers are yours to use. Numbers are God. God is here for you to use it. God is a condensed number science that has been manipulated and placed into sound science. So you invoke specific names as they're associated with specific potencies in the physical dynamic. If you don't have a secret name, you need to get one. You heard? You need a God that serves you. You need to create a God that serves you. 
Can you can you dig me? Uh, create a God that serves you. You should also have the dimensions of this God because all things that are in the physical world, even if they're in your thought realm, they have a body. You heard? They have a physical body. So you have to give that physical body uh, dimensions. You have to know where the, the legs, the arms, the head of this God is. You got to know all of this stuff is in order for you to actually have a God. So when they, it's called the Shir HaKoma, the measurement of God or the measurement of the body, encompass what God is. That's why Allah equals 66. Elohim equals 86 or 646, and Yahweh equals 26. Now, all of those numbers that I just said all encompass specific realities. If you go look up the principles of any number from one to whatever, the number does something that no other number does. The preceding number doesn't do it, and the number after that doesn't do it. I was telling people in the How to Write Your Own Bible, I was giving you brief glimpse for this first part that you, you're going to see on the other DVDs to come how we're going to wrap it all up, how the number 132 is actually one of the biggest numeric constructs for uh, numeric sorcery ever used. And the variations of 321, 132 are all numeric sorcery tools. In particular, 132 is not only used in the Quran, it's also used in the Bible as well because the number does something that other numbers don't do. You heard? It's a very, any form of the numbers, double digit in the form of 132 and 13 plus 12 plus 23 plus 32 plus plus 31 plus 13, all of them equal that to their same premise. You heard? So now the Bible is a book of number science. The only people who had a predilection or a preoccupation for numeric science are the great African thinkers. You heard? Divinity, the oldest form of spirituality in, in the form of Congo magic, Congo science, is all based off of number science. You heard? And giving potencies meanings to things. When you give something a meaning, you give it a through line. You give it a middle point, a mean. You know what a mean turns into? And when when we say, what's the meaning of that? You're actually saying, what's the number of that? Do you, ever, you remember that in math? Where they say, what's the mean, what's the approximate mean of this fraction? Right. You heard? So the word called, yeah, the word, him. the the lead, the medium. You remember that? Yeah, and yeah. The whole. So the word Kabbalah is in the is in the title of the first book on algebra, because the 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 uh, the, the Al used algebra as a, a a magic number science where he was able to take dimensionally. He was able to take a number from one dimension, transport it through other numbers, and still have the number's potency at the end of the equation. And this is the science of coming in and out of dimensionality. This is the science they used to create the algorithms and the whole science of being able to talk on telephones and use computers. It's maintaining the authenticity 
of when I, when you hear my sound, if you were to hear me on the phone and play the blog talk radio on the computer, there's a, about an eight-second differential. So people who are hearing me on the phone are hearing me um, in real time, but as according to the computer, if you're listening on the computer, you're actually hearing what I'm saying eight to ten seconds later. You heard? Now, that is a mathematical principle. That eight to ten second differential is all of the mathematics that is required for my sound, which is the initial equation, to render itself and become a sound able for you to hear it on the other side of the spectrum. So the word Kabbalah, the root of the word Kabbalah is kalb, and kalb is the root of the word heart. And then the root in Hebrew of Called the suffix uh, root of called is love, which is where you get your word love from. So the concept of love and the heart deal with the dot in the middle of the circle. It's the center. It's, it is the seed of a thing is what Kabbalah is. It is the mystery system. It is the fact that the word wine and the word, uh, where, where does the word wine come from? Niggas drink wine. Daddy, your daddy's a wino, your mama and them is a wino, nigga. Where, where did the word wine come from? My deep people. Y'all so deep. Where does the word wine come from? The shit comes from a Hebrew word. It's called yayayin. Yayayin. It's a yod yod nun. Now, what does yod yod nun equal? For my people that's symbol literacists and know the equivalency of sound, Noon is 50, yard is 10, another yard is a 10. So yard, yard, noon is e, it equals the number 70. So in language and in, in linguistics, they would put the same word for wine would be in the same sentence as the word secret. So now in common parlance where people say, hey, a drunk man speak a sober mind, you heard? They say a drunk man speaks a sober mind, meaning a drunk man, drunk off the wine, speaks the secrets of his inner sanctum. So now we collectively had a linguistic nuance to show that there's a spiritual principle involved with drinking wine. It will unleash or open you up to being able to either receive or to bespeak of a mystery. So we would make the word mystery, which is sod or secret, equal the same thing as wine. So now how did the, the W from W-I-N-E, which is wine, was really yad yad nun. So they took the, the, the first yad, dropped it, and put the wa sound. Because, you know, ya and wa, ya and wa are very similar linguistically over time. And through creating progeny with other cultures and other races and mixing people, you 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 change the palate, you change um, you ch you change uh, uh, it, it, civilizations that we created. Sumerian civilization is the predecessor of Akkadian civilization. They was there before the Akkadians. You heard? So the Akkadians built their civilization in the ruins of Sumer, but Sumer. Uh, unequivocally, you know, uh, Drudilla uh, Dungey Houston, all the way in the 1930s, 
was telling us that the um, the ancient books of Indus Kush, the Kush Adwipa, speak about the Sumerian people and, be, and speak about them being from a, a Kushite empire. You heard? So they're, they're, they're in actuality an extension of um, Western Africa's Kushite empire who ventured off and went over there and created a satellite civilization in between two bodies of water, the Tigris and Euphrates. You heard, or Mesopotamia. It's called Mesopotamia. So now, whenever you build a society within the ruins of another one, the, some of the linguistic um, variables of language carry over into the new er- era. So now, right under people's noses, I've never heard no of the deep, 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 deep people say this, that when you go look up the word Ra inside of the Bible, that the word Ra means wicked, evil, um, upset. How, how how is it that the greatest word for the the realization for Ray or Ra, which 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 is the uh, is the the spirit self identification with solar power and the connection the Rook your spirit comes from the solar wind that now it becomes something that bespeaks of something evil that was them by slate of hand taking the ancient potency. They couldn't take the word out. This this lets you know that these were people who found text and wrote the text out and didn't understand what they was writing. So once it got into a new linguistic form and people started translating it, they've made everything that they didn't understand poetically evil. You heard? So if they was trying to erase sun worship, the word ra, which might have meant something significant or powerful or luminous in the text, now became something wicked or evil. You heard? So now laws of the land are created from a mistranslation of an ancient text, but none of these niggas want to read the book in its original language. They want to throw it out and don't and then don't want to write no new ones. That's the illest shit ever. You heard? Shout out to the people who are writing books. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the people who are the literary, uh, 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 and not just people who are public speakers. I'm talking about people who you don't know about, who are the students who are actually writing down their thoughts and ideas that they get and they call from these shows. I hope you all take your notes and create books, you know what I'm saying, with your notes because what you write becomes yours, you know what I'm saying? And you are, you are, you are writing your own Bible. People who want this monumental work, S1975 prints at Yahoo. Use it with the PayPal, and you'll get your stuff by Wednesday. You heard? Also, I remastered and redid a classic that I never really allowed to proliferate itself throughout the community because it was um, – We didn't have enough information in the minds of people to actually grasp what was being said at the time. Now we are there. Everybody has the info. You you know 44 is some whole other shit. But how is it that the first black president from South Africa has 46664 in his prison number for 18 years, and it was used for an event? to raise money where you can even text the number 46664 and send money for AIDS to for uh, some shit about AIDS in South Africa and Nelson Mandela. And then right after that, here we go, like immediately after that, here we go with 
Mr. Obama being the 44th president. Now, that is some heavy, heavy science that be hundreds of years before that, they knew that the 44th president had to be some real special shit. And a part of high-end statesmanship is to change the face of, change the face of government and power. And from the time you've seen Eddie Murphy movies from 48 Hours, from um, when all of these films and ideas with uh, Starsky and Hutch and all that shit, where the chief of police was black. Who remember that? Who remembers that the black police, that the police always have a black chief? Look at all the cop films and all that. It's always a black chief there because black men, once they're in the municipal powers, represent the greatest form of power in the uh in the in white male psychology. Yeah? The greatest form of power had to be encapsulated within blackness in order for this planet to go through the twenty twelve uh, uh mandate. You heard there had to be a solar uh biology at the helm of the ship within the Oval Office. The Oval Office is the it's in my book, the Kabbalistic Metaphysics Square Compass and Letter G. I tell people, and that's available as well, I tell people that the Oval Office is the Akashic egg. The Akashic the word Akasha means the primal substance. It's the black substance. That's why they uh named uh uh, uh sister uh Aliyah and it was Akasha when she was the black mother progenitor of all the world's vampires in Anne Rice's uh, vampire trilogy, whatever. You remember that? Hello? Of course. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. So so here it is where uh, we, we run the world. We run the world, and we just have to um, – we, I'm not going to say we have to. I'm speaking about the people who care. I'm speaking to, I'm directly to power, not we. We is French. When I say, uh, uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not fucked at saying what people have to do. I would like or I would enjoy people to articulate their thoughts and spiritual ideas in a fashion that is empowering to their psychology and perhaps can be empowering to the psychology of those around them so we can change the arguments and we can stop talking about the same money. I don't want another generation of young men and women to suffer from the throes of the word nigger. Now, they're going to make it so niggas can't even use the word nigger. They're going to make it so they made up the word, then now you can't use it, and now, you know, they might make a fucking federal law about that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want that argument. They don't have to keep talking about that. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to keep talking about that. And you got to inundate these babies with this a whole new system of self-identification, and it has to be through spirituality. You have to give your children. One of the things that we used to always give our kids years ago, we used to give them nicknames, but the nickname was empowering. Then the nickname started getting a little insulting. You know, a lot of adults are suffering from emotional dilemmas because when they was little, you, you know, your little ass, you was chubby, so they called you tiny. You heard? Trying to play you and shit. Or, or, or you know, giving you these, um, your name, Popeye. Look at Popeye. 
Look at my baby eyes popping out his head, Papa. So now you a grown ass man calling yourself Papa. Then they figure out why they called you Papa. It's because your motherfucking eyes sticking out your head, right? Boom. So now you got a complex. You heard as an adult. We got to start giving the babies spirit-based names, power names, and keep the name personable in the house. You heard? That is your personal name. That is the name when I call that. Because if somebody calls you by your secret name, it, it enlists another part of your psychology to register a response. If we were doing, if 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 we had to, if we if we were doing any type of ritual work in the continent or in the lodge, your name changes. If you are of an elder inside of the um, it's inside of a, a, a high end African spiritual technology um, uh, um tribal environment, and you are one of the elders, and you got to put a mask on inside of the hut. You got to wear a mask and you have a new name. And now we decide who lives and dies in that reference. But you, you, there's no power in a name that everybody knows. There's no power in nothing that is exposed. Once you expose some shit, it's not even powerful no more. It, has, it doesn't elicit the same strength. And then the, the duplistic aspect is that people who are very, very powerful, you need to watch the film Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane and then Orson Welles tells the dude, he says, I want to know who is against me. And once you give me an itemized list of everyone against me, I want you to donate money to their cause. You heard? By creating, he was creating an alternate world where he was evil because he knows that he requires that to be relevant in another world. You heard? So high-end power will demonize itself. You heard? In your in your um, inability to be mature enough to understand that there's good and evil and evil and good and that there's nothing more powerful than action. You heard? Fuck ideas and talking. The people who run the world are the people who are willing to put their hands on what it is that they want. You heard? The only thing that needs to be defended is that strength to do that. But the only way you can get people in that mind is you have to create an alternate reality for their existence. You have to create an alternate realm for them to participate in a spirit-based technology. So what the tree of life offers me and the reason why I feel that I am intelligent, I personally feel I am intelligent, is because I have alternate, I have four levels to cognize any one reality. You put, you you, any type of reality you try to shoot at me, you can't say nothing negative to me about me and make me fall under the throes of the painful feeling of, oh, my God, how could you say that about me? Because in my story, you're supposed to do that because I'm the fucking significant figure. You heard? So I have a place. I have an itemized shelf for all of these various occurrences. So what this does is it frees up your mind. You have alternate places. You have a park to go to. You heard? In your psychology, you have something to do. It's 11.06, so you want to get ready. I'm, let me cut myself off before you cut me off with that skeeter. Come on. Go ahead. We got four minutes to the 11.11 hour. Yeah, she's just skeeter. Go in. Go ahead, get ready. I'm about to own my pod me on. Come on. Yes, indeed, family. All right. 
Jada has, of course, any uh, soul gold drops, any platinum drops. Now's the time. Definitely go and get your drops. What the fuck? I got it. Yeah. You want to put your phone on mute? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. We 11-11 yet? Nah. I'm giving the instructions and you talking, bro. Okay. I'm sorry, Lord. No doubt. So definitely get your drops. You know what I'm saying? Now's the perfect time to take your drops and uh, induce that feeling of euphoria over your body. Relax your mind so we definitely can go in, take this information and take it into the next realm, those four different levels that he's talking about. Imagine yourself in that triple stage of darkness, pure blackness. You should find yourself in a dark place in your home. You could turn the lights out. You could turn the computer monitor off without cutting off your computer. Find yourself sitting straight, feet flat to the floor, okay, back straight, eyes closed, palms on the edge of your knees facing upwards towards the ceiling, index fingers touching, thumb touching, forming a pyramid, tongue touching the tip of the roof of the mouth, okay, pulling the air from the abdominal through the nose, exhaling out of the mouth, We'll be meditating to the mantra of Omni Padme Om, which stands for the jewel and the lotus, okay, which represents the perfect balance between the masculine and feminine principle, right, family? And, of course, you know, the concentration or the dedication is ultimately up to you. Some people prefer to tap into a still mind. Some people need a little bit more time to still their mind. Some people don't even have that particular level of training. If you want to fix your, your mind's eye on a particular subject, it's the perfect time for meditation leading into this upcoming new moon on the 10th, okay? So even if you don't dedicate yourself now to go into proper forms of meditation after the show, you might want to tap into it or before you lay down for the evening or when you wake up in the morning. Find yourself dealing with meditation leading into this new moon, visualizing what you want to come about, okay? Start visualizing, start imprinting it. If you want a house, picture yourself inside of the house. If you want a vehicle, picture yourself driving that vehicle. If you want things to be right in your relationship, that's what you should be visualizing, okay? So it's all about imagination. It's about the mind. It's about using the creative forces of the mind to to create things, to bring things down from one realm into the other, all right? And that's what this particular meditation is going to help you induce in the form of the repetitiveness of this mantra state, om mini pad me om. The masculine and the feminine balance both hemispheres of your brain, okay? In the middle passage is what separates them, okay? So imagine them like two scales and you just balance those particular scales. Your intent and your will marry them and then we shall see you on the other side, family. Mm-hmm. 
Om Mani Padme Hum. 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 Om M
Peace. Open up, red line. Red. <clears throat> Peace. Peace. I ain't know my line wasn't open. Yeah, your your phone had dropped a while ago, I guess. Okay. Oh, that's the arc. Call up from the four. Okay. Peace, young lord, you here? KT, you there? He's still meditating, Lord. Okay, let me open up Rashid line. His line just dropped, too. Rashid, you there? Peace, Allah. Peace, Allah. I see KT hand up down here. KT, you there yet? Still in beta. He's still in beta. All right. We'll come back for him. Yeah, man. That was a powerful meditation. Sure. All right. Real quick. Some announcements. Um, February 16th. Okay. In Brooklyn, New York. Sister Kafunia is putting together a crystal workshop. All right. Crystal Workshop, Words, the World of Crystal Chakras, Mantras, and Sound Workshop slash Classes featuring herself and the brother Ross Ben, okay, who the Earth Keeper and the Master Teacher Ross Ben, author of the uh, Rock Ages, brother Ben on the show. If you're not familiar with him, you can check the archives out of his monumental offerings. He'll be in the building. You could go to her Facebook event page and check it out. Or you can go to crystalsforeverydayliving.com, and that's for the number four, crystalsforeverydayliving.com. All right? And for the family to send a BX on that same day, have the grand opening of the Sun Kofa Cafe. This is the official grand opening. I believe that's 1289 Southern Boulevard, uh, right around the corner from Boston Road and 174th. On the 174th train stop, 2 and the 5 train. Seven Heaven Seymour, Soko Water will be in the building. All right, shout out to the Sun Kofa family. All right, like I said before, the show is sponsored by Ocean14Corp.com, the home of Seven Heaven Seymour, Soko Water. All right, and SogoBiz.com. Sogo Drops, Platinum Drops. Silver bullet drops. I still see a lot of people out there coughing and suffering from what people who have had the flu before are telling me straight up. They're like, yo, this ain't the flu. It's some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So, if you want a fair chance at fighting that thing off, get yourself for silver. Utilize what's been working for millennia. All right? Or you might need some more clothes on your back. You could go to Kings County. Dot bigcartel.com, you feel me? Or if you're in the crib and you need to um, definitely occupy your mind because you're not on the grind no more, you're not doing that 9 to 5, go to aarashid.com and get them DVDs or some reading material, all right? Uh, so, uh, yep. Uh, so, hello? Yeah. Yo, 
people really want the information, deal directly to me through my email. Hit me if you need the email. It's Q A B A Q A B is in Barry A L A G O D at Gmail dot com directly or S nineteen for betters. S nineteen seventy five prints at Yahoo. That's the betters. That is the, if you ready to go right now. Pew, like faster than the pew. Pew. S nineteen seventy five prints at Yahoo. So so uh, uh, the uh, the double disc and plus you get free study material, which is um, to, <laughs> this shit is crazy. I'm giving the Kabbalistic Encyclopedia out. It's on there. You heard? You know, and I'm producing a disc that also serves as a CD-ROM. So you can actually take the disc and pull data off the disc. You heard? Watch it as a movie and get your free material for your, you know, for your computer. You can go print the book out. You can use it in your, in your, um, in your programs, whatever, in your computer, whatever. The disc is 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 uh, uh, CD-ROM for not only Macs but PCs as well. You heard? So S1975 prints at Yahoo via PayPal, $46 for the, the, the double plus your free material. And sixty six gets you the uh the uh the, the free material, the uh the write your own Bible and the melanin number magic four six six four, the Obama Mandela. Also, anybody that knows me, if you you get a package from me, you get more than what you, you asked for. You heard? Take a little minute, but when you get it, you're gonna be like, shit. I didn't know. This nigga gave me all type of extra shit. You understand? So, you know, it's best to always deal with the people. I got some – shout out to the websites I deal with because these people call me. They know me. Shout out to undergroundrailroad.net. That's Brother Rich downtown. Mm. That's the homie. Shout out to House, Rich. Shout out to House of Consciousness, That's the big brother Sotmeta. Shout out to allthemdvds.com, Brother Hanif. He hollers at me. Shout out to Brother Marcus in ATL, uh, Nubian. I think it's uh, he got a he got a, a conscious website and a store in ATL. Shout out to him. He's he's not a sweater. He's a better. Shout out to um, uh, Black and Nobel Books. Definitely the big homie. He knows about you. Shout out to them. You know what I mean? Super shout out to them. They hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know. It's a few, you know, that, that, with an exception of those webs. Oh, and um, 2012, what's my, what's my moon joint? 2012, the Matrix of 2012. Anybody, anybody know our brother, our moon from Queens? He's official vendor, you know what I'm saying, with the material. And even brother Yaya, who shows up with the books at the lectures. He's Shout official, out to Yaya. Sure. And brother Ishmael on 125th. Um, the more brother Ishmael official, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Azazel too. But if you yeah. want the material, you know you 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 know. Shout out to my homie um, Emmett Burke too. Shout out to Emmett. Shout out to Al. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the, uh, my my homie, homie Nick Hampton. You know what I'm saying? My man Nick Hampton from 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 out DMV area. Shout out to uh, Elroy's son. 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we don't get a, ch- a chance to shout out the people that's really, you know, there. You know, shout out to my homies in the military. And um, I, I'll be really wanting to say y'all names out there because, you know, don't want to put you in jeopardy. But I'm saying shout out to all of y'all that's in the military that um, that's across seas. My homies in Italy. My homies in, in um, Germany. You know what I'm saying? That's conscious. Shout out to the homie that's doing major things with platinum artists right now. That's a KTL student. I ain't going to put you out there yet. You my dude. You heard? My homie. So, yo, we, son, <laughs> we did it. You heard? Shout out to all the sisters who be holding us down. You heard? Holding the brothers down. Shout out to Sister Shy Eve, one of the architects. You know what I'm saying? Of how we was able to produce so much profound material in one particular period. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the, the sisters out in, um, in, in, uh, in, in, in Chi-Town, Sister Inabra in uh, Divine Revelations. Um, uh, shout out to, uh, to uh, Sister Coco Breezy in Ohio, the Ohio players. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Wizzy down there at ATL. Where's the Selah, you know what I mean? And and, and Nairobi Selah. Yeah. All the sisters, you know. Word up. And the people who support the, the products, you know what I mean? Sister uh Sister Isis Washington, sister uh, you know, uh Shell Stocks. You heard it's we got mad family, mad people that's betters. They ain't sweating betters. Sister Sheree Brown. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to my teacher, Reverend Valentine. My teacher uh, uh, of the highest order, legend, you know what I'm saying? Serious legend, one of the smartest legend. people on the planet, you know what I mean? Shout out to um, uh, uh, Brother Bobby, one of the most spiritual and down-to-earth people I ever met, you know what I'm saying? That's my dude. He gave me so much game in the time that we hung out on on spirit, and on and on the, the nature of things, I was like, "Wow, Bobby is this a gem? We we lucky to have him. I can't wait till he come to New York. I heard rumor has it he should be here soon." And um, shout out to my my um, my flawless one of my flawless contemporaries. You heard, uh, and and who I feel is I'm not even we're not even peers. He's above me. You heard? And that's Brother Oba. You heard? Oba is a legend on so many levels. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? A powerhouse in restoring for everyone, like super restoring the real traditions from the Congo and making them accessible to a whole new generation. You know, I really, truly appreciate his existence. And all the other, you know, young teachers too, especially those who have been able to be successful in getting their message across, not at the expense of uh, the extras. You heard that all that extra shit, you know, which is irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the the uh, we 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 winning. We winning. Shout out to my to my Masonic brothers too. Shout out to my 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 Masonic brother. Uh, Brother Daryl Fleming, you heard? May you travel in light and put in, and may the creator protect your family and all your affairs. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people, uh, 
uh, I like the fact that people don't like masonry because that is that's a fun part of it. You heard? You you really it's not everything else for everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's the fun part of it. You know, anything that people don't understand, they call it masonic. But you don't know, you don't know the power of having. Um, the only people that I know that can understand what I'm saying is a Muslim that's five thousand miles away from home, and he's stranded, and the only person there, all he got to do is say "Assalamualaikum" or do some Islamic gesture, and then here it is, he found another whole another family. Yeah. And that is the power of what, uh, uh, shout out to my Masonic brother in the Chi-Town, Hassan. You heard? You know, all, all, all my people, shout out to brother Yoel, but brother Tahuti Malik. When you came to, to the Shah, um, um, Blue, you didn't get a chance yeah. to meet Malik. You heard? Cause he already, he moved out here. He on the West. He in, um, he in, uh, in what you call it, in Vegas. But come well, on. I see him when I get to the West. Yeah, that's the legend. We go, we gonna go up there too, cause he, the, the goddess finna get married. So he said we gotta come up there with the feathers. Yeah, you gotta fez up <laughs> to the wedding. Word up, word up. And shout out to all the young people, man, known and unknown, who are who are listening, not just now, but the ones who hear the show in the future, because we knew in 2013 that. You are going to enjoy this show and be able to use it to feel better about yourself and better about your environment and your peers. You took the information and you didn't let them tell you that all of your great people's accomplishments was evil. You didn't buy into that Illuminati bullshit with pyramids is evil and that um, <laughs> you know you didn't you didn't you didn't buy into it and you knew that they was trying to destroy you in a re- renaissance of trying to denigrate and destroy your um, your great historical accomplishments. What I. And, 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 and the pyramid is one of the greatest symbol, symbol symbolic gestures to uh, uh, mastership. You hear it has so mm-hmm. many under underlying meanings that only the people who are into power can use that. So the people who don't have access to understanding it don't even deserve power. You heard? Don't even ask. Stop being naive, black man, and asking for shit you know you don't deserve, nigga. You heard? <laughs> you only deserve what you're willing to take. You only work. You only deserve what you're willing to take. Exactly. Mm. I want to give a shout out to all of my college students out there. You know what I mean? That are basically, you know, on your campus, getting into this information, going against the grain. You know what I mean? The grain being that, you know, it's just easier to be half dead and half asleep and walk around. You know just ratchet and shit and zombied out. Like, you know, I saw the disparities when I was at the college campus. I saw what they was going up against. You know what I mean? You remember to, today, consciousness is the new cool, but it's also the new uncool. It's the new weirdo when you're dealing with a world that's upside down where they make it cool to be super weird. You know what I mean? But when you're conscious, when you stand against that, that's what everybody's trying to, you know, paint you like you a fuck, like you awkward and whatnot. So, Shout out to everybody going against the grain, you know what I mean, and not conforming to this this um, this sick society, you know what I mean, and still able to balance that shit. You know, they got one foot in and one foot out, you know what I mean? It's not like they puritanical where we're not listening to some Chief Keith 
blowing it down, you know what I mean, building about real shit. But at the end of the day, they keep it 100, stand up, you know what I mean, they do what they got to do, and they're chasing this knowledge because they want to do something better for themselves and for their society, for the matter, you know what I mean. And they got them free lunch cards for niggas on Instagram. Like, shout out to y'all. <laughs> Oh, yes, indeed. You know, shout out to those that are, you know, those that support, those that are willing to take a chance. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, I want to thank everyone who participated in our Super Bowl pool, you know, those who are willing to actually make a, a forward move to get a piece of information that they knew, you know, can make a difference. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely getting some feedback from people. And people got the information and were able to decipher and make decisions of their own, which was a beautiful thing. And even those that made other decisions that the outcomes wasn't that fruitful, they're still been expressing the fact that they were very thankful the information was accurate, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, y'all seen the game again. I don't got to explain that to you. So I definitely want to say thank you to those that have been reaching out, you know, on the back end of things and expressing their gratitude for what's being done. Uh, I do also want to remind the family that, you know, you know, the energy here is reciprocated. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's put out to the universe is being put out for free. And the only way that you pretty much are able to keep things moving, keep that cycle of energy flowing, is you got to reciprocate something. If you get in something, you got to give something back. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're taking this energy and you're passing it on to a friend, you know what I'm saying, you're waking somebody up right next to you, that's still moving the energy along. you post links, you're downloading, you know, you're telling people what's real, especially if you're experiencing change, especially if you're experiencing an upgrade, okay, but also going the KTL Media and making a contribution. You know what I'm saying? That's an upgrade. That's reciprocation of energy as well. The block talk going to be playing no games. If they don't get their change, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be hell around here. They ain't trying to hear none of that. Oh, now, nah, see, I'm waiting for because the community told me they don't play that in that world. You feel me? You know, so they like as much as y'all do for these niggas. You know, they don't understand that story. Y'all look very lame to them. So, they be like, as much as traffic as you think it's got. You, you mean to tell me what you're not? What you don't got the monthly bill? Oh, okay. Yeah. They look upset in the know. So they, yeah, they even get upset about that. You know, uh, like I said, I definitely want to say thank you for those that are have been willing to take time out of their busy schedules and their lives give this information a chance. I definitely want to give a shout-out to Brother Oba for his monumental offering. As Tuesday, it definitely put so many things in perspective, and I think he came along at a perfect time, you know, and gave people something that was very worthwhile. That was an indigenous perspective, an indigenous perspective of concepts that have been westernized and put so far out of reach that people are literally spooktified, you know, and, and they really think that Beyonce is Illuminati 
and she made the lights go out and shit like that, you know, and, and this is what people have been talking about, man. I, it, it, this is what grown folks have been talking about. So for a brother like that to come along and just really, you know, offer what he has to offer, dedicate his time and his energy, just really putting things in perspective, I want to give a shout-out to him. <clears throat> you know? And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, definitely. And shout-out, you know, to those special women in our lives that also make these shows possible by keeping us on our beams. You know what I'm saying? And keeping our minds where they need to be. So definitely want to do that. Real talk. Indeed. Let me see if KT is Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into these callers because I see it's 1136. I mean, if you are finished, I don't want to um, jump ahead of myself. Well, get some callers that we know. All right. <clears throat> Let me go to the homie. Call her from the 205-609. Peace, call. Peace, peace. Peace to the guys. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Peace. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me recant that. Let me rephrase that. Peace to the Elohim. Peace, peace to y'all, man. I'm loving it. Um... The year of 44, man, it's every show was better and better. Like, I, I don't want to shoot too far in the future, but I can't even imagine what it's going to be like come the summer or fall or winter, man. Like, oh, my God. This is just crazy. But I'm loving it, man. I'm I'm not even going to talk too much. Um, I just want that 30 seconds, man, because it's like I'm I'm starting to tap into the future with what I'm writing in, in preference for these shows. So I just want to go in, if that's okay. Oh, please do. I noticed the um the broadcast got cut last week. Am I correct before you got a chance to go in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all good. I mean everything happens for a reason. I'm not even you know, I ain't upset about that. It's all good. Okay. No. Um but thank you for that though. But um let's go. I don't let sports or celebrity gossip constitute my lines. This is that social commentary. It just so happens that it rhymes. I don't do fashion. No, I ain't dancing. I don't be trapping. Don't make me get ratchet. This is that metal nature. Verbalizing, geometric patterns, supernova slum trancing, ancient spirits rain dancing, and that muddy water. Red man, it's time for some action. It's that A-Tan Edwards preparing for your survival. It's that A.A. Rashid, how to write your own Bible spit. Close your eyes and listen. You might even see a hieroglyph. Letters from ancient Hebrew, dancing inside of a fire pit. Keepers of the flame, the reapers of the game, so is it a future. The clan is deeper than Ku Klux, breaking rocks and throwing stones, quoting Lawrence songs. While they imitating Al Capone, I mean, Simone, defecating on your microphone. Ready or not, here we come. Retarded. 44 gun salute, man. Peace to y'all. With that, I'm gone, man. Peace to the God. Legend. Peace. Legend. Love y'all, man. Peace. Peace, God. Go to caller from the 646 646 284 646 caller. Peace. 
Caller from the 646. Peace. They just listening. Hey. Caller from the 609, 609, 938, 609, caller. Peace, caller. Peace. 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 I want to say peace to the family. I appreciate the show. I've been listening for a while. Not really, never really talked before, but um, just appreciate all your brothers doing. This is Brother Pablo. I hit you up every now and then on Facebook. Okay, peace, family. Um, But uh, just appreciate what y'all doing, AA. Appreciate you going no, in. I thought you fill out the mat for a minute, but it's all good. Glad to hear everything's all right with the guy. No question. Appreciate you. Yeah, and that's seven nineteen seventy five. That's where it's at. If you're trying to get on, just to just to plug that real quick. But um, just appreciate all the information. You know, trying to apply so I can feed the babies. You know what I mean? Set the platform the template so they can you know keep this thing going in the right direction. So just appreciate what y'all doing. That's it. No doubt. Appreciate you, Lord. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Yeah, y'all, so this might be an early one. There's no more callers in the call queue. I seen a lot of hands up earlier, but I don't know where they went. I don't even know where KT went. So, you know, I ain't going to overstress it. You dig? Anybody got any more announcements they need to make? Spin, spin that fire. Spin that fire. Spin that fire. <laughs> I'm saying I got fire. a few tunes on deck. I don't know which ones you're talking about. Spin that Illuminati loafers, man. I told, I don't got to. I keep trying to tell you I ain't got the MP3 for Illuminati loafers, bro. Oh, I've been stressing them like I need that, that Illuminati loafer. It's in that email. I sent it to you. Nah, B. You know what? Spin that, um, spin that, spin that, spin the classic. Spin that classic for for homie, for Christian. He need it. Spin that Batman Mafia for that nigga. <laughs> he need that. Now, let me let me ask you this before we get into that, because we spoke on that the other day on Tuesday, and it seemed to jump right back in the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? And that is the the, the repetitive appearance of themes and popular culture that tie in to the movie Dark Knight Rises. So here now we go again, you know, this past weekend, dealing with this whole Super Bowl energy, all right? And like I explained, you know, with that whole aspect of the West Coast game and the 49ers and, and Colin Kaepernick, you know, and him, Kabbalistically equating to the Prince of Peace or Christ Energy, and then you have this dude come along, you know, Christopher Donner or Christopher Donner. You take Donner itself and you run it through the Gematria system, and you come up with 444, okay? which we know to understand to mean you know one of the second plagues. And then here in New York, it's funny because of like I said, it's this whole duality thing going on. It's a mirror. Everywhere in society, it's a mirror going on. Everything is cross-relating. So they're showing pictures of CNN of them in California looking for him in the mountains and it's snowing. Then you look outside and it's snowing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then they're calling this shit Nemo. And you flip Nemo around the other way 
and Nemo is Omen. But then you got Homie here, and his name is emanating or resonating with the energy of the plagues, okay? The 444 is dealing with frogs, the second plague to strike Kemet, you know? It's also dealing with Damascus, you know what I'm saying? The road to Damascus, you know what I'm saying, dealing with that whole energy. Um, you know, and, and other systems, you know, they're talking about 444 when you see those particular numbers. It means that the uh, the angels or the angels have your back. You know, they're holding you down spiritually. So we'll see what type of ordeal that this individual goes through, you know. But like I said, with with with, with Colin Kaepernick, you know, that whole Christ energy and his name adding up to what it adds up to, and we're seeing him as the sacrifice because his name also meant the foul or the game bird, you know what I'm saying, the one that gets sacrificed. And you see how the game ended, they jerked him. You know, and um, yeah, I, I just I just see some some real interesting connections and correlations. It might only work in the mind like mine, nonetheless. You know what I mean? Like, what is it about this movie, man, that it keeps popping out these uh, popular culture themes? Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna say this again: film is spiritual theater. Um, In a nutshell, the Academy of Arts and Sciences, when you pass by the building, the building looks like a cathedral, my dude. It's like an Islamic, Islamicized cathedral. Um, Both of the locations bespeak of spirituality. So... um, when you're looking for creative ways of carrying out stories, the way to get everybody on the same page is to have, uh, you know, a great story that everyone can relate to, and then you do some auspiciously atrocious shit around the release of it, <laughs> and it just it just takes on its own energy. It it becomes a, a life of its own. You heard? Right. So, I mean, film is very interesting. If film is a spiritual practice, I put something up the other day that I wanted my my symbol literist to take a look at, at how Francis Ford Coppola, the relative of uh, Nicolas Cage and a few other actors, that you don't even really know that they related. You heard? Right. Who was the other person related to Coppola? We found out the other day. Justin Schwartzman. What he was in? Rushmore. The kid from Rushmore. You remember the kid from Rushmore with the glasses in the in the um Tam? He's a Coppola. Rushmore. Rushmore, right? He's a Coppola, and. Coppola put in the film, every time somebody was about to die, he put a fruit in front of the sequence. He put, in fact, he put oranges in the sequence. Everybody, you remember Fish from Barney Miller? Remember when they killed him in The Godfather? Yeah. He picked up an orange at the table and, and like, threw it over... Michael and the mother's head in the sequence. 
It's like you know how you take an orange and you play like you play juggling with one hand. Yeah. Yeah. He took it, threw it up in the air, grabbed it. They killed him right after that. The man told um, the consigliere, "Hey, uh, I can I it's all, it's one favor I can't give him. Like Johnny Fontaine is not gonna be in that movie. That part." Right. He, right, said, right. Uh, he said, my clients only ask for favors one time. After that, it's like they're begging. So he'd never ask again. He said, no. So what did he do? He killed his horse. But what was the name of his horse? His horse name was Sorcery. His horse name is Khartoum. But Khartoum is a place in Africa that they called, in the Bible, the location where all the sorcerers live at, around the Sudan, Khartoum. You heard? Right. So symbol literacy is going beneath the peripheral. It's going beneath the obvious. And that, what is the connection between fruit and death? What is connection? What in, in spiritual lore, what makes you smart is the access you have to symbols. If you don't have a lot of symbols in your mind, you're really not that intelligent. Facts are nothing. Facts don't make you smart. Symbols, iconography, and the meaning of iconography is what makes you intelligent. You hear? Knowing symbols makes you intelligent. People who study symbols are brilliant. You can't write out high-end mathematics, quantum theory, none of that shit without the symbols associated with it. You have to have it all in your mind. So the film piece, you know, this is not far-fetched that the actual production house can have a a marketing arm that has an expenditure that they spend money on black ops, nigga. <laughs> Private companies that um, pull stunts. You yeah? I mean, elaborate stunts. You know what I'm saying? Private companies. Like, they have, a, they have endless income. They have endless income. You know, they have they have hitmen. You know, they have all type of scenarios, ill scenarios that go when you're dealing with high-end money. I, I told you before, out here, the lady that was the top publicist for Metro, Goldwyn, and Myers, they sent her ass up. You heard? Right. I remember she that. Sent her, sent her right Did up. Did find nobody for that? Yeah, they found the nigga. They set a, 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 a schizophrenic nigga. LAP, LAPD is the illest with that. They went there to the nigga house. And first, this is how they really bodied it. When you crazy on this level of crazy, that homie was crazy, they sent somebody to him preemptively to put the story in his mind. So the man is walking around in his building He's known to be talking crazy. Like, they know where all the crazy people are at because they know where you pick up your prescription. And if you are on any type of supervision, they know where you're at, too, and they know your mental condition. So people without family and in and, and, and a place like this, they'll do some foul shit to you and won't nobody know what happened to you. So the man living in a, uh, one of these hotels in, in Los Angeles and – He's running around in the building telling people that somebody's going to give him $50,000 for killing some lady. So he's saying it all out loud, you heard? So that's simply somebody manipulating his condition. So then the police come to interview this nigga that is relatively like a bum, man. 
You heard? Right. He just he, he could barely pay his bills. But yet they say that he was found with a gun. They say he pulled the gun out when the detectives, who are the only two people who saw this, came to his crib to investigate him about the killing because he said that somebody was going to give him money in advance. So, like, this murder game is serious. Like, it's not hard for them. And California is one of the easiest places in the world to kill somebody because of just the, simply the terrain, the way the terrain is set up and that the, 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 the cops is like fucking, what you call it, um, gangbangers anyway. You heard? So, that, I mean, in a post-event, it just is what it is. So, they can hire situation actors. You know, they can they can create situations based around stuff, and um, you never know. The movie might be a movie that was made specifically for national security. They may be stacking all of their cards for the biggest, momentous event in the whole thing is to be a political assassination. Now, let me say this. I'm, I swear I'm not going to say this again. D- do the knowledge. Be very intelligent when I say this to you. Who cares who the fuck the president is after Obama leaves? I wouldn't give a fuck who the president is after Obama. If he's still alive, he will still be the most important person. He took Michael Jackson's place. So do you think... Michael Jackson, doctor, made a mistake and killed him. If you've seen Spy Game, they put uh, uh, time-sensitive poison on the other part of the stethoscope for the doctor, and you could give the doctors anything. The doctors don't know shit. You get, Michael Jackson was in so much pain, nigga. They was giving him the pain relief that is akin to going in anesthesia. Do you understand that? Where you is in so much pain, nigga, that you are unconscious to anything and everything around you. So in a sensitive situation like that, people could kill you, man. Eddie Murphy get knocked with a man in the car. Eddie Murphy picked up a transvestite. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy just got a hundred million fucking dollars from Sony to make ten family films. How is the fact that he got not for the transvestite or what was that, on Vine or Sunset or Santa Monica and Santa Monica, right? How is that going to affect that $100 million the Sony people? The Sony people said, fuck that. We killing the transvestite. The transvestite allegedly was trying to jump from one balcony to another <laughs> in a hotel. Yeah, and fell, uh, what, eight, nine story and died. You know, the people who protecting that money have autonomy to kill. It's not a, it's not a fucking mystery, my nigga. You heard? So when you're dealing with situation actors and if they said that that film is a part of national security, it'll be, it'll work the same way as the, the uh, triumphs of uh, like Hitler's film, his propaganda films. You heard? You gotta continue running the mythos into the psychology of the people. I remember when Batman got dark, and all of those comic books when Batman first got dark, when I think it was Frank Miller made Batman. Batman turned into Mm -hmm. like a dope concept. That shit wasn't no longer for kids. You heard? 
And that was like years ago. And you'd be surprised. That's why I was like, Batman Mafia, I'm talking to the deepest recesses of people's psychology when I'm talking that. I'm talking about people that they didn't know what Batman really meant to the psychology of uh, pilgrims. So symbols like that, iconographic symbols, are enrolled into people's psychology. The whole film was symmetrically shot when you look at it, especially the initial sequences when Harvey, uh, when it was at the Harvey Dent Memorial. All of those sequences was Kubrickian shot, like in between polarities, uh, a lot of opportunistic shots, and they even downplayed Catwoman. You heard? Uh, the, the 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 burglar you you remember mm-hmm. her her action sequences were really subpar you heard and they did that for a specific reason you know what I'm saying and they also uh at the bane put all that work in to resolve the moral dilemma so that nobody actually really wants to be bane bane had to uh uh, uh die or suffer. And a um in a subservient m- method at the at the end of the story, you heard? because they could not they could not have that type of iconographic image deeply imprinted in psychology uh, without being rectified or redeemed at the end of the film. You feel me? So the 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 the, the movie and another thing that I've seen this is another thing about films. Say I'm coming out with a movie. And I tell you that the movie is coming out this Friday, whatever the date is this Friday. If mm-hmm. some wild shit happens, well, oh, today Friday, you know, next week Friday. And if some wild shit happens from this Friday to next week Friday, they can go and take the film and shoot a sequence and edit it into the film that will have something to do with something relevant in the news. I believe that one particular part, in the film that got shot last and inserted into the film. And the reason why I feel like that is the texture of the film looks different and a little shoddy when Robin is talking to the kid and the kid pulls out a piece of chalk and starts writing. You heard on the thing while he's talking to him. In L.A., the week before the film came out, they uh, the police had a huge riot I mean, not the police, the people had a riot at the art walk here because the 99 percenters was out on uh, Main, uh, it was Spring and Fifth, and went and was writing, fuck the police, in chalk in the middle of the street saying that they was uh, going with their um, their uh, right to demonstrate and express themselves. The police was shooting the shit out of them with rubber bullets. You heard? Mm-hmm. And... And uh, and it was a whole sequence of events that I was like, oh, this shit is like the chalk, the kid writing with the chalk, and then the chalk with that shit, and they showed the chalk twice. You heard? And I was like, that is them harping off of that energy of that 99% of shit with the Wall Street shit. You heard? So they have to <clears throat> Wall Street and the economy is some serious is a serious issue. You know, for world domination, they had to surreptitiously, you know, attack it, and then add a bunch of other, you know, embellishing events around it to create a synergy between real life and the film world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, 
back to the lady, you remember the dude, they, they, so they said the police pulled up on the dude. They said that the dude pulled the gun out, and they were the only one there, so they shot him. And then they took the gun that he allegedly pulled out, and it was the gun that was used in the killing of the lady. You heard? So now she was shot by a professional while she was in her Mercedes Benz, who obviously because of the trajectory of the bullet was in some form of SUV. You heard? So they did a drive-by on the top publicist for Metro Goldwyn and Myers, and then it was this. It's not even in really in the news no more. Nobody's even talking about that no more. You heard? It's not even relevant. You heard? So filmed, people don't play with that movie shit. That movie shit is too much money involved in it, so why wouldn't it be a bunch of blood involved in it too? You know? Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. How is it that... Um, the uh, the Olsen twin girl was there when he when 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 homie died when he died you heard I mean insurance policies if you read the book Labyrinth and uh, about how, who killed Big and Tupac boy you would be surprised how much money is involved in publishing and what these niggas would do to you these niggas would kill you and, and that's why you think they don't want Wayne movie to come out Wayne don't want his movie to come out. You heard? That movie is deep because it's going to show you that the niggas around, Wayne, Wayne is crazy. He drinking that syrup. Whoever drinks syrup and promethazine, to me, you is worse than a crackhead. You should just go get some heroin. You playing with some whole other shit, nigga. You drinking cough syrup, my nigga? Was, you think that is cute? And you are super corny because syrup is like a only Philly, back in the day, only Philly and D.C. niggas fuck with that. And that was some shit that was around their way. It was, you know, you you hear beans in them or real Philly street niggas talk about that. And that they only had like two or three syrup houses in Philly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't no big thing like that. But in that movie, you could see it. This whole documentary on Lil Wayne, that shit is really altering this young man's shit. But there's so much uh, 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 money surrounding his iconography that it's ridiculous that whoever owns it, you, you, their moral dilemma is not even involved. If baby own it, if Weezy die, baby and them is going to be rich more, even more. And the reason why his iconographic shit is so heavy, Wayne, Wayne is deep in white folks' consciousness. He is a living icon. And when I say icon, it don't mean you got to be a good person. It means, nigga, your picture and image and likeness is on T-shirts, mugs, surfboards, skateboards. Go to Venice Beach. Little Wayne face is next to Jim Morrison, Bob Marley. The only difference between them niggas is they're dead and he's alive. You heard? Mm-hmm. So all because wordplay and... He just, you know, he, that little nigga crazy. He's bogged out. When you look at the documentary, you, I was like, oh, shit, Wayne is a little touched. But he tell you why. Baby and them niggas had the niggas since he was 11. They got grown women sucking on his little joint look, when he's I meant to Okay, that's yeah. what I meant to ask you. Yeah, you were so, talking about developmental psychology, and you yeah. were talking about the connection between the brain and, um, you know, and, 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 and shitting. And I always been scratching my head, and I'm like, 
if you see whatever his moral memo, his his psychosis is, he always talks about the bathroom and shitting in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Is that indicative of that psychology that you're talking about? Because it's very evident. Well, let me tell you something. Um, Freud and them has... You ever heard of the concept where somebody... Stop laughing. <laughs> you ever heard of the concept where somebody say, um, this motherfucker is anal. They'd be like, this is... Are you anal retentive bastard? You heard? You heard? Mm-hmm. They're speaking about a, 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 it's like a it's like a form of you could call it you fall into the spectrum of fucking autism to me that you can be made autistic from emotion a lack of emotional development you know what I mean and it it will it will show up in your child like when you're a kid you have to develop a part of your psychology that helps you know when to stop shitting on yourself. That is a very critical stage in developmental psychology for children as it relates to their emotionalism. Now, some parents, some mothers will allow the child to go at their own pace. Some mothers will get crazy with it and go crazy on a a one-and-a-half or two-year-old if they feel like I'm I'm trying to potty train you and you shitting on yourself. Now, if you do that, you are traumatizing the child because the child does not have the emotional equipment to create the synergy between their own ability to control their um them be them defecating or urinating on themselves. So if you traumatize that, you create an adult that is fixated with their ass. You heard? And you'll find, I'm telling you, this is a blueprint. If you live, sisters, if a sister or you brothers, if you live with a sister or a sister, you live with a brother, and more than 10 times out of a year, fuck that, more than three times out of the year, they leave shit in the toilet, that is a clear indication they better have a good excuse for that shit. You heard? Somebody had to be at the door. They had to go run, and they better have a, a good excuse. You heard? But if you purposely leave shit in the toilet or don't be brothers, I feel sorry for you. You got one of these women that take the fucking liberty to think that a part of their relationship is her just farting in front of you, this, this cold farting all in front of you, just shitting on you. It's like this boom. You heard? Sisters, too. You heard? Nigga, if the nigga don't say excuse me, or he fought, and every time he fought, he, he's, I fought it. <laughs> and laugh like that. That nigga is still in his terrible tools. He is emotionally connected to his ass. You heard? And you never know who's emotionally connected to his ass. You heard? <laughs> so go figure that shit out. So all that shit comes from developmental psychology that comes from childhood rearing, you heard? And uh, 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 the, the ability to expel waste from the body, it has to have, you have to have that lodged in the child's mind like they have the ability to have the autonomous right 
to stop or have their own power to control it on their own. You never force them. People be want to force the kid. They, the women want to force the kid off the titty. People, the old miserable niggas uh, from the, uh, the the golden age of abuse, the baby boomers, is forcing all the, the ladies to be like, take that baby off your titty, girl. You go, you you trying to spoil that? How the fuck can you spoil a kid? How can you spoil a baby? You heard all these stupid. I hope those are firecrackers. What those are, firecrackers? <laughs> Yo, talk about all those. You let that baby suck on that titty till he's seven, eight years old. Well, in Egypt, you really wasn't developed emotionally unless you was breastfed to three to seven years of age. These kids, mm. they not even breastfed a year. They getting them off in three months. So Early. now you pushing out um, people that you you front and talking about your baby normal. He's a motherfucking liar. That little nigga retarded as a motherfucker because you ain't nurture him. You ain't breastfeed him or nothing. You heard? Ain't trying to force this person, this kid on another uh, in school and this all inclusive program where your genius kids got to sit in the room with a bunch of emotionally deficient children abusing your your kids and shit. Yeah, so I mean the the dissidents of what we be talking about, uh, <clears throat> you know the imbalances in the society, but we still try to force ourselves or force this unrealistic view of how things are on reality and don't work that way. But if people want to um, study more of what I'm talking about, you really need to read Freud because Freud is the blueprint writer for how they market things to you because his nephew, Edward Bernays, is the one that made up bacon and mm-hmm. eggs. Nobody was eating bacon and eggs until Edward Bernays made it up. You heard? He's the one that made uh, women smoke cigarettes. Talk, talk about lighting up torches of freedom. You heard? Diamonds are forever. So, so Freud, Freud, diamonds are forever, excellent. So Freud, he wrote a book on uh, war, sex, and neurosis. You heard? And you might want to watch this other film with about Freud and Young, where um, uh, uh, Young was uh, an analyst. What's the name of the movie again? Uh, um, Indecent something. What's the name of that shit? I'm laughing. It's the, I forgot the name of it. It just came out. <laughs> it's a recent movie. It's, with, it's about Young and my man Freud and how... Uh, uh, young, he started to to help develop the psychology of one of his patients. He started piping her. You heard? Young was like, "Don't fuck them, because if you fuck her, you're gonna she's gonna transfer. It's gonna be three stages of transference where she puts all of her issues on you. You heard? Mm-hmm. And makes you. So a lot of these relationships don't. You got to be careful with them. Since you came in as a teacher and you end up fucking the student. Uh-uh, because you're going to, if you're not trained to walk people through developmental psychology, the sexual nature of the interaction is going to throw off their uh, their, their their psychology, and it's going to become something else. You heard? It's going to become mm-hmm. something else. So uh, <clears throat> the book is called Sex, War, and Neurosis. It's a bunch of essays about 
about that. So whether you know you got some people that are proponents of Freud, some people say none of his uh, his stuff is really relevant. I don't know about it. I don't think it's real. Nonetheless, it's used to create um, the penis on the cap on the camel on the camel cigarette man face. His face is a a set of nuts. You heard and a penis. You heard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, all of that, all of the shit that they, uh, if you look at any parent, watch the cartoons that your kids is watching, and you will be surprised with symbol literacy. My Little Pony is some sick shit. You ever watch My Little Pony? Brother, when I went down for the, uh, to Georgia to go see the baby, they got my baby in this fucking My Little Pony, um... Matrix, my nigga, I watch My Little Pony. That shit made me feel uncomfortable. It's really some sick shit to me. It's erotic. All of the little ponies got tattoos on their ass like birthmarks. You heard? And it's a bunch of little horses with their ass out. That's all it is. When you putting you putting um human qualities to an animal, but the animal don't have the human quality of clothing they, and accentuate the um the, the the hind parts of the animal. You sexualizing the people who are watching it, and then you watch the, the the show, and it's like some crazy dramatic shit happens to whoever is the protagonist of the particular episode. And then they one of the part of the sequences is they always go get and run inside some hole that looks like a a vaginal orifice, and it's usually a mountain or around a tree. Or inside of a tree, wow. you heard? And like, it's just a weird that's, like. Those are, those like are when, for that. Listen, it's mad motifs. Like when we when we looked at Voltron when we was little, Voltron ended the same way every time. The nigga Voltron cut the other robot or beast in half yeah. about yeah. two or three times, and it was the end of the show. You heard? Phone, your phone skipping. Okay, and that was just the end of the show. That's just how it goes. Yeah, always so, did him like yeah. Yeah, but watch that. Watch the and um another show. Uh, uh, shout out to, that um, shout out to Professor Griff because one of his lectures he really opened my eyes to that the sexual you know the sexualizing of cartoons. He he showed some shit that was incredible. You know, and <laughs> yeah. clips that he showed. It was the artists, Disney artists, they were showing how they draw the penises into the characters and everything. And he was like, what? Yeah. Now they're going in. Yeah. You know, or they went in, should I say, because the damage is already done. So I can only imagine what they're doing now with 3D and all of that crazy shit. I mean, they they just, you know, they're giving them SpongeBob and they're giving them, you know what I'm saying, um, um, homosexual characters just, just straight up. You know what I'm saying? It's not even... They're not even cloaking that. So imagine what they cloaking. Okay. Okay. So iconography, iconography, and how you perceive I symbols are related. You 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 vacillate or your um all of that family. It's absorbing it. Yeah. It's creating templates for it, and those templates get acted out. You know what I'm saying through developments, through the, the developmental um stages. Especially if they don't, if they're they're not contested or rivaled, you know what I'm saying? They become imprinted. 
And you wonder why. That's right. I mean, I, I found myself, you know, this little Kim shit is just out of control. You know what, what I'm you saying? Mean? Like, just saying, just saying that, you know, seeing, and this is something I could talk to you about because we we was there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you was there specifically. You know, you was there a lot more than I was. You know, I was only around that that circle when it came times to socialize and, and you know, we hit the club or what have you. But we all came up around that, you know what I'm saying? We knew who she was and what have you. Beautiful, pretty little girl, you know, uh, with a lot of issues, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, on some Michael Jackson shit, trying to fit into a world that would never really accept her only for who she was and not who she might have wanted to be because of her programming, the Marilyn Monroe shit, the Betty Boop shit. You know, I wrote a joint the other day. I said, you know, they could hardly be Barbie or Betty Boop with that ebony suit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to say this. Listen, I want to free up. I want to free up the sisters, uh, the young women who are uh, who've been. You know, we knew all of the other little Kims. We knew where the the real little Kim shit really come from. Uh, if you could look that up, this the real little Kim. They got her, her, all her skeeter from uh, female boosters from Bed Stuy. Yeah, that whole little shit is just a, a conglomerate. It wasn't, it wasn't augmenting their parents. I'm not talking about. No, 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 no. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. People augmenting their parents and all that. But the, I'm going to tell you this about that. The social and cultural anthropology of augmenting oneself to make the appearance of beauty it vacillates itself when it goes through the Eurocentric matter. It, it, it looks obscure to us, but the 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 art of the geisha, you heard, um, you know, adorning. I mean, Asian women putting their feet in um, in in binding where they feet they feet be looking like pig feet when they old ladies. You heard, yeah. like culturally. You know, adorning. Um, even when you go to the continent, when a woman, when a young lady is menstruating and she's available for to be married, they adorn her with a different uh, set of jewelry and, and to to be speaking and say that she's available to the culture. In a in America, one of the the major tools of of how they developmentally uh, develop men's psych, psychology is they do so. Through sexual iconography, yeah. If it wasn't, see, Marilyn Monroe was a very significant iconic figure for them to pull off the presidential uh, 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 and that great momentous assassination, yeah. Because had he not had sexual liaison with Marilyn Monroe, the um, the impact. Emotionally, on the killing of the king ceremony to the populace would have been different. They would have, it could have mm-hmm. started a social revolution, but he had to have a, a part of him that was besmirched. Okay, he, he was fucking Nile with Monroe and his brother. They was going back and forth with her outside of their marriages, and they killed both of them niggas. You heard? Right. So, much of it is this. So, the back of the like, subconscious, the populace would be like, Oh, he was an adulterer. He deserved it, without even knowing that they're saying that to themselves. Exactly. Look, look, look. They was, was raised in a Puritan society. Look, look what Freud says about obsessive behavior. He said the analysis of obsessive acts 
has already given us some sort of insight into their causes and into networks of motives which bring them to effect. One may say that a sufferer from compulsions and prohibitions behaves as if he or she were dominated by a sense of guilt, of which, however, he is ignorant. An unconscious sense of guilt, as one must call it, in spite of the apparent con contradiction in terms. The sense of guilt has its origin in certain early psychological occurrences, but is constantly revived by temptations, which are renewed at every present opportunity. It gives rise, moreover, to a state of anxious expectation or anticipation of misfortune, which through the idea of punishment is linked with the inner perception of temptation. Yeah? So it's so interesting that these blueprints for the clear, coherent blueprints for uh, cause words, and th th that's a very powerful word, guilt. Yeah? You were first introduced to guilt as a child. One of, my first, one of my earliest introductions to the idea of guilt was when my mother and her, I guess she was trying to do the best she could, but she used to tell me shit like, uh, Allah can see you. When I'm, when I'm not there, Allah sees you. And Allah is going to tell me what the fuck you was doing. You know? So this shit would have me in the matrix. When you little, you'd be like, oh, shit, Allah sent me. Allah sent that shit. Damn. I'm too much It is coming. coming. It's a rat. Oh, man, Allah seen it. Oh, Allah. And then when I figured out after... Actually, I, I was a grown-ass man when I came to the understand. I said, my mama was lying like a motherfucker. Ain't no motherfucker out loud can see me. Yeah? Why he ain't see them, why he ain't see them people about to kill um, Malcolm and them? Where was the lie and all of them then? I start questioning everything. Because guilt is uh, a very serious um, energy. Yeah? You know, it's a very serious energy yeah. that it's connected to ecclesiastic or God complex or context for that. So to create the space or the vacuum for that type of shit to exist, you got to create uh, a world where vice has precedence. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like a dude coming out of a strip club, then he see a church across the street from the strip joint, and he, he starts contemplating about how awful he just was when his a true spiritual consciousness would be like, damn, I just left the real church and now look at the fake one across the street. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference between going to the strip joint and going to church? You gotta give money at both them shits. Yeah. You're worshiping women. You're worshiping women. Yeah. You worship a woman when you go into the church, they just call her holy ghost. You know what I'm saying? It's so ill that people I don't care what nobody say, you could get possessed in church. What you think be possessing them people? It'd be male spirits? It don't be no goddamn male spirit. You hear it? Yeah, ain't, ain't no male spirits making us speak to them. Hell no, that's a female spirit that female that, that, spirit. that that descends down into into the um makes you you know, you, you have access to that shit. So, you know, bands make them dance. Bands make them dance. That shit is like um, hey, hallelujah. Well, in the water, yeah. It's the same shit. It's the same shit, man. Negro spiritual. Drop a bomb to that.
so the sisters, the sisters who um who culturally um you got some sisters that got the the um femininity so on smash that it be niggas it be niggas complex inability to understand because we ain't go to school to learn about women and if you grew up by yourself with with just your mama you know that might have been in a strange situation because she probably was mad at men and shit and trying to inundate you with that bullshit so you know when you got sisters that are um that are feminine and beautiful niggas minds that have not been developed to understand what that shit come from, you be thinking she's a hoe. You be like, man, she like me. You know that fake shit like, oh, I know she like me, nigga. She looked me dead in my eyes. Yo, when I seen, what's her name, Broomhilda, and um, my wife be laughing at me, she be killing me. When I seen Broomhilda and, um, and, and Whole Foods, she looked dead in my eyes, right? I was like, oh, shit. I said, yo, Carrie Hills, what's her name? And just look me dead in my motherfucking face. She is feeling me. My wits fell out. She was like, you was crazy as a motherfucker. Yo, I was like, yo, yeah. She was looking at me. She was looking at me like, she looked at me like, like, and acknowledged the nigga. I was like, oh, shit. You do like me. But you was wrong, right? Yo, <laughs> so that just come from, you know. The IBM, you got to look up all her judgment. <laughs> I was like, nigga, I almost was Django that day. I was like, I'm going to save her. And it went home too. Yo, yo, and another thing, you know, from years of um, looking at pornography, you know, I know a lot of these people don't. They don't admit that they look at pornography. But from years of being in the penitentiary and, you know, and, and, and doing onanism, you know, you know, taking yourself to the motherfucking limit, you done seen all kind of books, you heard? My nigga, when I've seen a Belladonna and the Whole Foods in L.A. when I first got out here, I almost lost my mind, you heard? And the reason why I'm, I'm saying this is there's a close connection to male uh, uh, when when males have this this uh, perception of sexuality related to women that shit is so high end level psychological and so high end level divine it's like it, it takes a book all in, to itself to to speak about how developmental psychology is raised, advanced, depreciated, or whatever through the realms of how you perceive sexuality and having an outlet in a society for they need an outlet in societies such as this where everything is prohibited by religion. It would be far more crimes if they didn't have strip joints, you hear, or outlets like that. It would be far more crimes against women you heard? So what do you think? Do you think that those old ancient societies were all utopias? I would hurt people's feelings if I showed them the, the – I don't even want to talk about that on the radio because these niggas would get mad. But I got a book that talks about the, the, the sexual nature of ancient times and some of your favorite places in Africa, you heard, that they was talking about the, the sexuality – in the papyrus 
and in the ancient documents that parallels close in the later dynasties when they were at their fall, that the type of shit that the priesthood had to write about just in order to weed out the um the new influx of all type of um gender issues connected to sexuality. It's ridiculous. But this is the people this is the part people don't ever want to hear about that humanity and cultural anthropology says that man goes in slopes. He goes up in his development psychology, he goes down, he goes up. It's a never ending wave of development and depreciation, development, depreciation, up and down wave of growth and destruction. You hear? So what was the whole little Kim part? Was it a part to develop uh, male psychology? Look at who look at who the person was. Big fat guys wasn't getting no box before Big came out. It was hard for a fat nigga to get some stuff. You hear? They weren't giving you that much rhythm. You hear? I, I you all know. You had to get fried. You had to get no, no, Prince Marky D and Heavy D made a. They made it kind of easy for light skin fat niggas and Tuffy came yeah, along. thank you. you. Light skin fat niggas, exactly. With a cocky eye, nigga. Cocky eye. Yeah. And then now, the shit turned into. Now Rick Ross, he walk out. He come outside with the titties out and everything. He don't give a fuck. That nigga is crazy. That nigga got on the cover of a major Big magazine never that. Yeah. with his joint with his, with his joints out. Yeah. I was like, this nigga's crazy. So they got no he he is feeling himself. It's the chain. I think when the nigga get a chain, they just forget about everything else, my nigga. They be like, fuck that, I got this chain on. You ain't really looking at my titties. <laughs> you looking at my chain. Yo, you know I mean? so I mean, Big Big was a legend, and this is why I told I told a female lyricist this before. That's conscious. I said, conscious female lyrics is not gonna win and go to where it could actually go. It could it could go past men if the women leave a space to speak about sexuality. You gotta be able to put that shit in your verses because I don't want to hear. A woman telling me how to build no fucking pyramid. It's just in my nature, in my psychology, that that's my job to, to know the sciences and all that. I want to hear you rapping about when I get home from moving these big ass bricks. You heard what you got for me so I could go back the next day and build you 10 more pyramids. You feel me? Just psychologically, just psychologically. You already know, man. You know what I'm saying? Just psychologically, I I need to hear you talking about. I want to hear about conscious box and what and the difference between. Um, if you if y'all so deep and so conscious, you want me to go take a bite out of a pyramid and then I gotta go jump over the Sistine Chapel, cut seven white men heads off, and do all this shit just to get some stuff. Then you better be able to articulate to me why that stuff is better than. Takisha and them from around the corner. Because Takisha is getting out. Takisha is very spiritual. Takisha don't want nothing, but she want to eat. She wants some small talk. She want to play on the computer, and she want to get it the fuck in. And after that, she she's gone. She don't want to fight, none of that shit. Call me. 
You heard? So why does Queen? Why do I gotta go through all this shit with Queen? Her chef suit, <laughs> my ox. You heard? And it's it, and it's psychologically and spiritually, my development is predicated on my outlet to sexuality. You heard? And the same circle that'll be talking about all these all these men. Or they sit up in circles, my nigga. Sit up and vibe about these men ain't shit. They are all on the low. You heard? Oh, oh, this man is. No, oh, he's no good. Oh, he's a misogynist. Oh, he loves all the women. Oh, Rashid, he trying to talk to me too. Oh, he talks to me too. Oh, he talks to me too. Oh, he talks to me too. Oh, he trying to talk to me too. Oh, Rashid trying to get on me too. Oh, Rashid tried to get on me too. Rashid, to... I don't know no other way to communicate. That's why I be like, yo, I don't know no other way to communicate. What the hell is these other niggas talking to you about? If y'all ain't trying to get no money, or he's trying to sell you a DVD or something, what is y'all? What could y'all talk about? What is y'all talking about? What are y'all really vibing on? You heard? If you're not trying to help develop my psychology, and I'm not trying to help you develop this psychology. We are doing the illest shit in the world, wasting time. So the best thing to do is not to do nothing at all. I talked to you. Moral, I, moral I'm, I'm about to go to, I'm about to go to Shakina. Right. Mm. And Shakina, Shakina is a legend. Shakina, and the whole purpose of the Bible, the Bible is talking about God having sex. You hear? The whole Bible. That's what it's talking about. The, the Muslim is making seven n- circumnavigations around the vagina, represented as a fox. And then the black stone is sitting in an encasement that looks like a, a female clitoris, and everybody got to go kiss it. Yes, yeah? it and that's Al-Islam for you. Yeah? That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Really? All religion, all religion is sexual. And then I, I did a reading with, with a client the other day, and the first thing I asked the client is, because uh, 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 they 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 want to talk about manifestation. So by logical deduction, if you are a manifestation of something, you must look at your origin and how you got here. How did you get here? Two people commingled and mixed their emotions with the physical act and then voila, here you go. You heard? It was in that stage. It was, um, oh God, you look nice. You look nice too, girl. Where you going? Uh over here. Let's go. Huh. Uh can I see it? I'll show you mine. You show me yours. Huh? Oh shit. Ooh, I ain't know that Yeah. Okay, let's get it in. Uh and then here you come. Bam, you're a product of that. So why would you ask for something in the world, but you don't want your opposite sex or you don't tap into the, the sexuality for your, for, your, uh, for your manifestation? You can't manifest nothing in, the, in, the, uh, in, in a one. It got to be a church that got Jesus and his girl right next to it. I would be a Christian. If they had both of them on the cross, if it was Jesus and his girl on the cross, I'd be like, oh, this is the, this is the truth. Because iconographically and spiritually, it's saying that 
oh shit, that's what it is. Yeah. But 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 figuratively into the metaphysical mind, the cross is nothing but a cross section of the box. You heard? The the port of entry and exit. You heard? So what got lost is the why there's so misogyny and so much hate for women is from ecclesiastic reasons and the fact that they removed her from the uh the spiritual psychology of the populace. You know? So you have to address your female god worship in um Club Nikki's and in Magic City. You gotta go to King of Diamond. You know what I'm saying? You gotta and, and those dudes who make and cater to that type of music, those dudes they occupy a whole different why do you think too short is relevant? For twenty something years later. Too short is relevant because he's some of these people's first porno. You heard? Mm-hmm. That shit that short was talking about years ago. Short is a legend on like short is an icon because he was he was saying the shit right there, you know. Cause that shit he said on Big Joint, um, you crazy ass man. <laughs> Every time you turn around, you fucking with them gangsters. <laughs> that was so much game, you know. He was giving you so much, like you know, nigga, you know. Get your life together, little nigga, young man. <laughs> what up, young man? But this is the type of talk that we don't ever really get because when we was young, the fucking selfish-ass baby boomers, they didn't have no time to sit down and tell a nigga about the, the, the um, birds and the bees. Yeah, all they did was leave dirty magazines and shit around, you know, and you gotta you gotta go to the Arab store and see some titties on the on the magazine rack behind the behind the um the thing. You know what I'm saying? You know. So, you know, other cultures it's lodged inside of the spiritual myth that there's some commingling of spirits that makes manifest the uh the the, 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 the realm of manifestation. Single men and women are not fast manifestors. You can't manifest faster than somebody that has a partner. You heard? I don't give a fuck. Who would you think? Just because you got a job don't make you a manifestor either. You're single, angry motherfucker, you know? You know, just because you got a salary and you sacrifice the, having the latitude or the space to have an accommodating partner, it don't mean you're a manifestor. Because you're still angry. If you manifestation is the evidence of you having a counterpart. You know what I'm saying? You have an counterpart. For real. And and I'm telling you, and I and 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 that that not only means just the person you with. I'm talking about the person you emotionally connected with. Because we, you know, people have long distance relationships. People have people they love. And they be hitting them on the on the jack, you know, small talk and talking. You know, somebody whose mind and heart and spirit they don't have to be right there with you, but you know, there's a connection. So it, even you will manifest faster than somebody that's trying to cut their nose off to spite their face. Talk about I don't need, I'm by myself. You're, I don't need nothing, nobody. Nah, you bugging. You better get some. You better pay for it. You better buy some. Or something if you want to get some shit popping in your in your life, you heard? You know, yeah. and people are afraid to talk to that. They they're afraid to talk to that because um, you know, sexuality 
is a um is a touchy issue in the black community because a lot of them ba- baby boomers was um victims of rape. A lot of the baby boomers was victims of rape. They was victims of ancestral ancestral rape. They was victims of uh, uh, of all type of um, abuses. So you know many of them thought that they was protecting their children by stifling. The um the dialogue oh, about right. sexuality, you know what I'm saying? And then you kind of find out if you don't open up the the area for you to talk about this to your young people, to children, they will have this conversation autonomously and by themselves in the staircase. You heard? And you, and and your progeny, your great grandchildren or your grandkids are being conceived in in parks. In um in fucking motels and hotels on roofs in Pebble Beach, you heard? Because you didn't have the um the dialogue with them about that. And in particular, men who have daughters, you could save an entire nation of people suffering if you create the emotional environment that where you create an emotional connection with your daughter. Because if you create an emotional connection with your daughter, I don't care if you live with her or you don't live with her, your baby knows that that you love her, that will go a long way as opposed to her growing up in a world where it's easy to maintain a relationship when you're abusive to a person. And if you lose the person, the person is not going to go to a better relationship. They're going to template the relationship to the same type of person. You heard? So the bridge that people, the, the easiest bridge to create emotionally from one person to another is the bridge of fear, you heard, and hatred and, and hurt and pain. So people start that shit early on in the game. It don't even be, they don't even be a few months in. They start playing. They start talking and playing to a, girl, let me ever catch you out there talking to them little niggas at the corner store. I'm going to kill you. You start telling the girl you're going to kill her. You you start saying crazy shit, you know, you you know, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? It's it's weird. So what happens is you become an abuser in the situation, and all of a sudden, now that you're not with them no more, now they're with another abuser. And then after that, they're with another abuser. Then next thing you know, they're 40-some years old. Uh, Lord forbid they got, you know, five motherfucking kids, seven baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? How that shit add up? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Got five kids, but you got seven baby fathers. That's some crazy shit. Or brothers, you know, you know, you think you slick because um, cause you, you keep getting everybody pregnant. You know what I'm saying? You think that shit is cute. So you got all these fucking progeny and all these kids. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and no emotional connection to none of them. So now you're engendering into people a, a, a form of contempt that they they don't got you as an outlet to get their shit off with you, so they're going to get the shit off in a relationship with other people. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not embraced or accepted on, on any level in your developmental psychology, what it, what's the first place that people focus on is they feel as though they are not enough in all of the areas where their ego is centered. So if the ego is centered in sexuality and a woman or a man feels like they're not enough, you know what they'll do? 
they will inflict a subconscious abuse on themselves to make themselves not attractive, you heard, so that they won't be forced to cope with that that negative experience that was engendered into them initially by not being loved and accepted, you heard? So, I mean, they should call religion psychology. And they should call um, they, religion shouldn't even be called religion no more. It should just be called psychology. You heard? You know, that's why, you know. But whoever's still up listening to us right now, God bless you. You're a legend. Because we are talking about some relevant things. And I hope I, hope I said things that are valuable and that people could take away from it and feel better about themselves and not feel negatively. You know, if I say anything negative, it comes from my own character. But if I say something positive and it affects you significantly, that, that that's just the creator operating through, through words and through me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we all have our limitations. Some people don't understand good intentions. And sometimes, you know, you know, it is what it is, you know. But I'm telling you some shit. Your um, they was been supposed to tell you your little ass, you know. They supposed to tell you that shit when you was little, you know what I'm saying? Especially my brothers, you know. And everybody talking about um, everybody talking about uh, homosexuality is a big issue in the black community. No, what's more important than homosexuality is the heterosexuals who are having homosexuals. You hear? So, so you, you talking about the post event? You talking about what happened as a result of all of the crazy shit before that? So, if homosexuality is atrocious, then what the fuck is the, the method of heterosexuality that's being employed to create them? You hear? Because if it's Nature says that if I don't want, uh, nature says if I don't want myself, if I don't want to be here, that I'm going to undermine whatever comes out of this genus. So if parents, heterosexuals, are having children who are blatantly confronted with the gender issues at young ages and clearly do not want to be the gender that they were um, given at birth, and that's not on the child. That's on the parent. Yeah? That's on the parent. And then you get into the health issue. So health is the precursor to all dysfunction, psychological, physiological, and everything thereafter. That could have been that could have been vitamin deficiency in the first trimester of pregnancy that created that um the genus terminus where the, the the species says I'm not even gonna create a progeny to accommodate this lack of uh, input that this woman and this man are putting into this progeny. You know, women not taking prenatal vitamins, not taking folic acid, not doing any of the things that's you know needed to have the baby and to have a healthy child, and then you have a child that you think is genius. You 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 run around telling the kid that every time somebody asks you what school you going to, you better say Yale or Harvard. You heard? Nigga, you ain't no dysfunctional little niggas in Yale or Harvard that got their ass raised on fucking cheese puffs in no Ivy League situation. Stop fooling yourself. You heard? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
They definitely gave him something to think about. Well, hell yeah. Sure. Full course. Hell yeah. Well, wait till they get this right your own Bible. Listen, write your own Bible is the illest DVD. Ain't nobody going to want to see these niggas sitting up and talking no more. You heard? And they better have the edit game up to par. They better stop gossiping and hating on us and get some of this game, son. You heard? We got that final cut popping. We looking good on the media side. Oh, my God. Yo, I'm talking about brother. This is a, yo, all my stuff from now on is movie level. I'm not doing no more. I'm just standing up talking, you know, so you can see, count the creases in my shirt and talk about, oh, he's gaining weight. Oh, he lost some weight. Uh, you motherfucker, you ain't even hear what I said. Yeah? You didn't hear what I'm saying. Darius, look at his cheeks. Yeah. Oh, he gaining weight. Damn, you couldn't get a haircut? You forget. You ain't hear none of what I said. You talking about my haircut. Okay. And I thought I could. Listen, I thought I could do that. I thought I could go through that and be like, nah, I'm going to be the roguish teacher. I'm going to dress like this and do this. And I'm like, nah, nigga, you will not get no bread unless you got a dashiki on or a yeah. or suit. You got to wear a suit or a dashiki <laughs> to get some money with these niggas. Don't no, think you can do They hit you with the mad intervening uh, text messages. Yo, God, yo, peace, God. Yo, for real, God. Yo, everything okay, God. Yo, yeah. see, your lecture, you didn't have a shame, bro, God. I'm saying, I'm just saying, God. Yeah. We praying yeah. for you over here in Idaho. Yeah. You're like, damn. <laughs> 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 it is real in the film. For real, y'all. But Sister Kafuya hit me on Facebook and said that she is listening on the show. I want to read what she wrote verbatim. She said, AA is balance. Wow. I'm like, wow. When you were talking about, you know, the brothers with the seven baby mamas as well as the sisters. She was saying that, you know, the being that you added, you brought both of them in, that was showing a lot of balance. She says, I am with him. I respect him. At times, I do not understand. However, I so respect him. And tell him to get his shape up. His legs like that. I was just like, but she said all of that, though. She did say all of that. So, you know, shout out to Sister Kafunia. Shout out to everybody who needed that information that the brother just dropped because, you know, it's real in the field out here, man. And, and you know, sometimes brothers and sisters can't articulate, you know, to their, to you know, to each other what's going on and what's the dangers that some of these relationships, you know what I mean, have due to, you know, the individuals that participate in these relationships due to the core issues and a lot of stuff that's going on in um, people's development. You know what I'm saying? Rather conscious or unconscious, whether it's Shaquita or... Let me tell you something. My my development and my maturity, thank you to Sister Kafunia, you know, for for that offering, but she she first-hand witnessed and and me and her was out here in California enjoying the uh, spirituality and the community out here, but my maturity, it comes as a result of me Finally, finally, like, having a, a, a sister that 
understands that I am bugged the fuck out. You heard? Yeah. But, but understands, but sees and creates the atmosphere for the genius and the creativity. I have got more work done in my entire life with this woman than I ever have in my life because I don't have that bullshit pressure that emotional baggage, I got to carry your fucking emotional bullshit because somebody shitted on you and your life or somebody close to you was supposed to be there for you, so now you transferred on me. I don't get no arguments. Me and my whiz don't fight or nothing. She's fucking phenomenal, yo. And I never had this experience. And she's not no fucking square. She is street. We go somewhere she... She don't have to, she's not trying to drop into people's conversations. She ain't looking motherfuckers all square in the face, and I ain't got to give her no etiquette about none of that shit. You heard? You ain't got to ask her to cook. You ain't got to do none of that shit. And, and genius men and brothers who have something good to offer, you got to take your fucking self off the sale rack, nigga, and put yourself on the retail rack. Because the sale rack, only the bums want you when you're on the cell rack, my nigga. Yeah, and you don't want to be locked down with a bum. And a bum means not just somebody with money. I'm talking about with that emotional shit. Bums carry around their belongings. Bums, bums carry around their belongings. Their belongings be in motherfucking... It'd be a bunch of bags and shit they carrying around. You know? uh-huh. And you see it with the emotions. I don't care how bad and beautiful. You know, some of the prettiest women in the world, my nigga, I'm talking about gorgeous, is fucking head cases. You know? Some of the sisters, sisters, you notice too. Some of these niggas, you know your ideal nigga. Y'all love them fake ass working out six-pack niggas with the dreads and the Essential oil ass niggas. You know how y'all do. You know I'm hating a little bit. Essential <laughs> <Okay. laughs> oil ass niggas. You like the niggas, but the, you come to find out the niggas ain't. It, it, it's it's all a game of appearances. The nigga might really, you know, hate you. You know, you know, on the low. So I'm like this. You know, people really need to keep it real with yourself. When I kept it real with myself, I realized this on Gates sitting up in that little-ass office calling at my apartment after all my other shit was gone, I said, yo, you really, you really need to take in consideration that you're a great person, Ahmed, and that you're not a bad person because you had a failed situation in the relationship. And once I embraced that, the door opened up for me in the universe that it's not my fault that people don't get along or shit like that. That's not my fault that my mother and my father ain't get along. And if you don't come to terms with that shit, you will have it in your next relationship. You heard? So I started getting those, you know, I started getting those, the universe, I say, yeah, I say, yeah, the next woman come to me, I swear, oh, God, she's going to be beautiful. She's going to be the best thing ever. Oh, God. And now, bam! <laughs> this shit is crazy. You heard? Uh, and I'm like, I ain't never been this comfortable and uh, able to get creative into, into my shit and without nobody sweating me and also understanding that a nigga is still, at the end of the day, a nigga's a nigga, man. A nigga's a man. You, know, you can't make nobody into what you want them to be. Nobody own nobody. 
You heard? Mm-hmm. You build you build connections not with fear. Like let me find out you did that shit. I'm leaving. Oh, let me find out this. I'm I fuck you. Fuck you, nigga. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You build bonds with love. You build bonds with trust. Trust is trust will make people do good things when you're not looking around. Fear will make people do all type of shit when you're not looking. You heard? Mm-hmm. So, for real. For real. I, and let me tell you something. All women and men have the ability to cheat. Now, there is a difference between when a woman cheats and then when a man cheats. Because a woman, according to the, the universe, in my opinion, yes. I don't want nobody to, you know, put me in that you know, that dialogue, that dialectic of who's better. This is just the reality of it. Women are just far more sacred than men. You heard? Yes. And in my study of spirituality, the words for jealousy are ancient words. You heard? Islam has a space spiritually for men to be jealous, to protect their women. You heard? Women ain't supposed to be with multiple men. I'm not going to create. I have a daughter. And that's not wise of me to promote a culture where I think that women should be whores and be accommodating to all different types of men. That's not cool because the the way her body is made, you, men invest their ideas and psychology into women via their, uh, their, their, their bloodstream in the form of sperm. And if, if a woman is accommodating to multiple penises, then you you walking around with a woman that got all these niggas on her mind. You wondering what the fuck? What? You know what I'm saying? So the reason why the reason why it's different is she cheating if you, because really technically you're not cheating. You really operating according to God's plan. God wants to be here in the physical world. You know what I'm saying? So God operates through the unmanifest realm, operates through the manifestation of man so he can manifest himself through her who is the divine molder. So she molds you. So whenever you see Asar, you've seen Aset in the baby more than you see. It was never a family picture. It was never all three of them. It's rare that you see Asar standing up, Aset is sitting on his lap, and then the baby's right there. No, it was... (laughs) It was her and the yeah. baby because you knew that daddy was there. You knew daddy knew. Ain't no offset on Osar's lap. I ain't seen yeah. that one yet. Right. Somebody, right. <laughs> maybe Rob right. Walker so, dig that one up or something. Right. So he, but he's there vicariously through the form of potential. So now, yeah. so now women are very sacred in that respect. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was so sacred. It's so ill and so sacred that even. The poly, um, the polyandry that that women, um, that women saying that they 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 fuck it, shit, you know, polyamorous. You no, know, they yeah. saying you could do it. We did it too. Well, you know what? You did do it, sisters, but you did it with men that all had the same um, genetic dialogue inside of their DNA. They were all related. They were brothers or cousins, and they did it as a protectorate. All. Three or four, two brothers would have the same woman. Those was the only instances where polyandry was um, <clears throat> was was allowed because it would it would destroy the women. And one of the indicators that you could tell 
of of um of women that's both that's accommodating to mad different male energy is they be having bad skin. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.